They're two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another week, another episode of Generation X Gaming, the weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories from the past week, and we rant along the way. I'm your host, 30 and Still Gaming, and joining me each and every single week, my brother. What's going on, Sarge? Not much, man. It's been a long week. How was your uh, How was your vacation? Have a nice time on your on your vacation. I mean, I wouldn't really call it a vacation. It was more like four days of drinking heavily. Uh, unless you unless you consider unless you consider that a vacation i guess you could call that a vacation i mean each their own i I, i'm not a big drinker so you know it is it is what it is i mean it it was it was a bunch of things kind of mixed together uh what i thought was interesting was that when i got off the plane and went down the baggage claim there were these two women holding up these red signs or round signs that said tito's on them right i'm sorry did you say tito's Tito's, yeah, the vodka. Yeah, okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Well, well, Tito's is Tito's is made actually in Austin. It's okay. A, it's an American vodka, right? And so I happened to be wearing the Tito's T-shirt at the time. So my brain, thinking that this is a bar now, it's not an airport, right? right. I walk up and I say, I said, so where are you guys? What are you advertising for, right? Just to, like like to see where the promotion thing was, and they went in right away. They went into Oh, welcome. Welcome to Austin. We're going to call the shuttle for you. We'll get things started. And I, and I, and I go, and I go, and I went, wait, wait, what? And they're like, well, we're going to get the shuttle and head over to the hotel. And I'm like, okay, sure. All right. Yeah, so an all, right? all expense paid trip by Tito's. So, so as <laughs> I go, they how call is the, the hotel? My, my, my brain, my brain, because this is, this is the new and improved James, the old James, right? The new improved James said, hang on a second. I think we might have a miscommunication. Uh, I would have let it ride. Would have let it ride. I, 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 I am aware. I am aware. When I got mistaken I remember, for I, M&M, I went along I, with I, it. I didn't, I didn't care. I remember what I used to be like. I've, I've behaved <laughs> now. Right? And they're like, oh, I'm sorry, but you were wearing a Tito shirt. And I go, I know. I, it was happened to be co- pure coincidence. I'm wearing a that Tito was, shirt. That was fate. That wasn't a mistake. That was fate. You could have been wearing anything else in life. You wore a Tito okay. shirt and two people with yes. signs on an airport that you haven't been to before were yes, there waiting they, for you. It was, your, it was a sign. Okay, but once again, I got a job. I'm a, I'm a strategist. You could be working right? for Tito's Eventually, right now. I, like you're thinking fantasy world, like I used to think. In reality, the reality would have been eventually when I got there, what store are you from? Who who what what uh team you're with? It'd have been the whole question and process, and I'd just be some dude with a Tito nope. shirt trying to get free liquor. And, and, right? no, that's, and, and what you that's say what is what it would look like. What you say was, uh I I I was just doing it and I had a Tito's t shirt. You tell them exactly what it is. You're like, if you were me, would you say no? And you just go along with it. I guarantee you would have yeah, got a job. Sounds, you could have been a CEO. Great. You could have been a CEO great. of some company, right? Okay. One so, guy probably wouldn't even have shown up. Right. So can, can I tell the story? Sure. Right? Sure. Can I tell the story? Not not the story that you wanted it to happen, the actual story. 
So when GC comes to pick me up, I tell him the story. And then we go back to the house and he goes, we're going to go check into the hotel. So we drive back to downtown to the hotel we're going to stay in. And when we pull up to the hotel, the Tito's bus is there. It's the same hotel that, that we're going to stay in. That That it's is the same hotel. That is fate. Right? I'm telling you, that's fate. Right. So then we went and got change, went down to the pool where all the Tito's people <laughs> are hanging out. Right. Okay. So now I'm like, now I'm not fighting anything anymore. Now I'm like, I'm at the hotel. This sounds, at the this sounds pool, like a great time. Right. I know, I know what's happening now. Now this is meant to be, right? This is meant to be. And so then this happens. Well, we can't come see. On. We can't come see. On, come on, come on, come on, come on. Oh, yeah. Who's that? I can't see who that is. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's too white in the background. Yeah, who yeah. is that? that? That's Tito. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's Tito. The owner. From yeah. yeah, from from the owner. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's okay. that's fantastic. You're damn right it was this, fantastic. This is the type of stuff we always get into. This always happens right. to us. We get in the weirdest and I situations. Even, and, I even, and I even shunned it. I'm like, no, behave yourself. And then at the hotel, did you at the pool. Did you tell him the story? Yeah. Did, you, did you tell him at the airport that you met the two well, people I, that get picked up and you were going to be here anyway? Well, when he finally showed up, it was hours, hours, hours after we'd been drinking. So, yeah, I told him a little bit. I'm like, you know, I, I almost crashed your own business party. I told him. I was, <laughs> I was honest, right? So he signed something for me. I got a souvenir. And now right? you, you have a job interview on uh, on Tuesday. I mean, I I mean, he had that crazy eye, but I think maybe it's from all the years he he worked. He, I mean, he didn't want to get shot or nothing, but he actually hung out with everybody. Probably got Flash. shot. That's why he started his own business. He, he no, he hung out with all. He, he hung out the whole time. He was there the whole time. Well, yeah, because he the, paid for it. He wants to enjoy it. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yes, that that's that's that was day one. People are tuning yeah, in. They're like, "What does this have to do with video games? Nothing. It has nothing to do with video games. It's just a really good story." Well, I think I thought I thought the question was, "What have you been doing this past?" Why week? I asked you? So how that, was your vacation? Yeah, yeah. I asked you how your vacation was. So obviously, interesting. obviously, very, very interesting weekend. Obviously, you only been back for four days. Have you played anything? Uh, I'll be honest, no. No, the, the last, the, the only thing I played a little bit after getting centered again, because let me tell you, man, the day after drinking for four days, going back to work, you are not well. Like <laughs> reality check. You, you're, yeah, you're you're trying to do stuff, and you're like, your brain is like, what? What did you want to do? And I'm like, I got to do this and this. And what? Hang on a second. Like I actually went to a table with nothing. Just started talking like, hey, I have and a, like, where, where's our stuff? I have a question. Did uh, did Tito buy your rounds for you? Well, there was the bartenders for the normal section. Right. And then there was the Tito's section. Right. And we kind of sat in the middle. Okay. All right. And so I inevitably the Tito's people were there. And so they would just kind of bring stuff. So I wouldn't say that I wasn't with Tito's. Good. Were you still wearing the Tito's shirt? I was. There you go. I was. That does that that does help when you're wearing the product, your product that, name. Yeah. Look, when you woke up that morning, you're like, you know what? I'm just gonna relax. I'm gonna put this Tito T-shirt on on the plane because huh? I don't care. And you got off, and you're like, this is destiny, right? And then when you get to the hotel, you had a, you're like, you might as well ride, let it ride, right? I, you, I, I, I was pulled back in. I said <laughs> no at the airport. I'm yeah. like, no, I'm not gonna do this. I'm not gonna be the no. asshole and say I'm with a company I'm not with. No, I would have done it. I would have done it at the same hotel. 
at the same pool. Would have done it. I, I couldn't. I couldn't say no. Yeah, you can't pass up opportunities like that. If someone mistakes you for someone, that's not on you. That's on them. That that's true. All right. So was there a game? Okay, let me put it this way. Sorry. Is there a game? Maybe I know it's like what have we been playing? But actually, before I even get to that point, hold on, hold on. On today's show, because <laughs> we haven't even done the intro. On today's show, we're going to be talking. It was Sarge's story hour. We're we're going to talk uh, about No Man's Sky that came out with an update. We're going to tell you what that update is, and then we're also going to tell you the repercussions of that update. Uh, we're going to talk about Bethesda. Uh, we're going to talk about a promotion Bethesda did, and we're also going to talk about what Todd Howard uh, has said about Starfield. We're going to talk about NVIDIA and their melting video cards. Uh, we're going to talk about Meta, uh, about a brand new VR headset. We're going to talk about that. Uh, we're also going to be talking about what did... What did Game Pass and Sony PlayStation Plus pay for Arc to be on their platform? Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit. We're going to talk about the major story. Is the is the it's the thumbnail? We're talking about Jim Ryan's world tour, going to the UK. He's trying to he's negotiating with them, telling him what's going on. He's crying. He's like, Aah. and I, I I joke right because obviously as a as a CEO of a company, he's doing what he's supposed to be doing, but. He's looking like a little bitch. Okay, so we we put him on the on the on the placard there. Uh, we're gonna talk about uh, a rumor about Sony. What's happening with Sony? We're gonna talk about Sonic Frontiers, Sarge. I'm super excited to show you the brand new combat upgrades trailer. I'm not, and it's it's exciting. It's exciting. We're gonna we're gonna go over that. Uh, we're also gonna talk about where is it? I just talked about this this earlier today, right? The first Dynasty which is a brand new game coming out, okay? Legacy Gaming did some coverage. They paid about 50 hours of this game in early access. There's an open beta starting on October 20th, I think, or a beta. I shouldn't say open beta, but a beta, okay? And what they have to say about this, we're going to watch the whole video. We're going to watch the whole video if we can, okay? Or talk about bits and pieces of what they talk about. Maybe not the whole thing. Maybe I'll break it down in little pieces, but we're going to... Some glaring problems with this game. Are you going to be playing a recorder in the background? No, we're not doing the Battlefield mm. <laughs> 2042 mm. uh, soundtrack, but it, okay. it, it it probably would be. Yeah. So we'll we'll talk about that. What did I say? The first is the the first descent. The first descendant. That's what it is. The descendant, not the first descent. It, it's it's a trash fire happening. It's it's a trash fire happening in, in slow motion. Uh, we're also going to be talking about Xboxes. The plans are starting, Sarge. The first momentum of things are happening, and Samsung and Xbox are now selling television sets with Xbox included. Uh, Hold it! But not like you're not buying a you're not buying a oh, box. Oh, step the one. The TV is the box, right? No, no step one. Yeah, there, there. It's a promotion. It's a promotion, right? Well, well, no, it's 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 the TV. The TV is the console. There we go. Yeah. So we'll talk about that, and then Cyberpunk uh, is uh, is doing something that rocks. Star isn't. We'll, we'll talk about that. All on today's episode of Generation X Gaming, the weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories from the past week. We rant along the way. If you like what we do here, please make sure you share, like, and subscribe. You can also become a member as little as 99 cents. Sarge, whatever you just did there, do not do that again because it made static for everybody on the channel. Don't, don't, I, don't, don't touch your volume. I, I didn't touch anything. Okay, you did. You, I, you I, turned I moved, a knob. I moved the box. You, I moved the box. You turned a knob. I, I, I moved the box. Box. Don't move it again. All right. So 
It's time for what we've been playing. All right. What a, what a nice little open. So, Sarge, let me ask you now. I know you said you haven't played anything, but is there something that maybe you were interested in playing and you were thinking about playing and did maybe some research or something? I know you didn't play it, but is there something that maybe is, in, is just catching your eye and you're like, you know what? I might play that game or something out there. Yeah. Yeah. When I got back the first night, I couldn't sleep because I'm, I'm, I'm on one hour difference. You know how that can fuck up people, you know? Yeah, yeah. That was a one-hour difference. I couldn't sleep, so uh, I was up for most of the night searching on YouTube, and I found this game uh, that people were playing. I guess they're playing it recently. I'm not sure how old the videos were at the time, but it's called uh, Doom Care Doom Caretaker. Or it's like um, it, it's a it's a strange game. You 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 crash from outer space. You're in this little dome, and your guy has to dig in the ground. It reminded me kind of like of like, like Dig Dug. I was gonna say like a Dig little Dug. Bit. Doom a little bit like tanker is that what it says doom tanker doom keeper doom keeper doom keeper. oh dome dome keeper dome keeper dome. okay a dome keeper not doom dome keeper yes yes right so i'm watching it and i'm like yeah is that on game pass i'll i'll, I'll play that but i think it's only on pc i think it's only on oh it PC. might be only on pc right 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 okay yeah, let me see yeah yeah i don't hey, know everybody. welcome oh. back I don't know what this is. This is uh, a channel called Scooty. Scooty, S-K-O-O-T-T-I-E. He's playing it. So we're, we're going to look at his footage uh, of, of it. Let me see if I can just fast forward. So it, it's an old school. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it definitely looks like, like Dig Dug or, what, or whatnot. It, 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 has a little, it has a little reminiscent of like Load Runner. Oh, Load Runner as well. Yeah, I can see that. Right? Like Load Runner because the Load Runner guys can break the box able to break the boxes but this guy you kind of floating around so the premise of the game is you have to survive so many levels of of uh creatures attacking your dome right okay and so in the in the beginning of the in the beginning of the the game you don't really know when you're gonna get get attacked are they attacking everything is from up, up above the ground or are they attacking from underneath only only on only up on the surface okay on the surface right you're searching for resources underground to trade it in for currency in order to upgrade and buy things to survive longer, right? And you have to find these relics that are buried. And you only have so many resources, you only have so much time. So, like, some of the upgrades are like, how much time do I have? Or how many resources do I, I have? Because you don't know how many resources you have until you actually go back up to the top. So you have to either remember the number or buy the upgrade. Okay. So there's, there's a lot of different avenues of upgrades to kind of stack to see what kind of playabilities you want to do. But the game's very challenging because it's not infinite resources, and the clock that runs the entire time dictates how long you can actually be underground. Because if you're not up there defending, the guys just bombard right. your your dome and you're dead. I'm assuming you can build defenses to to do it. Very, very little. There's not a whole lot of defenses. There's specific things you can buy and upgrades, but the defense you have to be there to defend. There's not going to be a lot of things that are auto. Uh, auto defending for you. Hmm. I like stuff like this, though. This once again, it's a, this is a game. They made a game, selling a game, right? It, but the, the the upgrade list is ridiculous. Or they're just giving the game right. on Game Pass. 
Well, I'm hoping I'm hoping that this game goes to Game Pass, yeah. But if it, it doesn't, and it, it's something you can buy on the game store, I would buy this. Well, if it's on this PC is, only, it. it might be on PC Game Pass, uh, just PC, because they they do, do they do uh do have games like that where it's just on PC. Oh, that's fine. But this is this. Well, I know it sounds strange, but this is the kind of stuff that interests me because it's like almost kind of like old school. Yeah. No, this is definitely old school. old school. Oh, cool. Let's we'll see. Yeah. This is a round of they're they're attacking. Okay, so now it's it's turned into Space Invaders. Yeah, basically, or or Atlantis, depending oh, on. Oh, Atlantis. Oh, play. yeah, Atlantis. With the, yeah, yep, yep. Interesting. I kind of like the art style of it. So obviously, if you once your your dome breaks, you're instant instantaneously dead. Yeah, you're dead. You're dead. So, is there a or do you know is there an end level or is it just see how far you can go? When you when you find the proper relic in the ground and you bring it up. Your, I, I haven't figured out what the switch is, but what ends up happening is you get attacked by a massive wave. And what I've noticed from the times I've been watching it, it doesn't matter how massive the wave is, if you're good enough to defend against it or not. When the health of your base reaches a certain level, this relic shoots out of your dome and kills everybody on the screen at once. It's supposed to be like a crescendo what, moment, like, I like guess, an in ultimate, the game. ultimate ability or whatever. Yeah, I think so. I, I, but I, what I haven't figured out is if they actually activate it or if it's on an automatic thing. That's just it's just a buildup because I, ne I never see anybody panic. Like when the, when they get attacked by all the stuff and it looks like they're about to die, nobody ever is panicked about it. So I don't think you actually die. I think it's just a it's a, a fake. What would be the proper vocabulary here? Uh, a a fake a, a fake terror moment. Like you think you're going to die, but you're not really going to die. So the timer's at the bottom left hand corner, right? Uh, well, you have to actually buy that as an upgrade. Otherwise, you wouldn't know when you're getting attacked. Oh, you don't even know when you're getting attacked. No, that's why you, one of the upgrades is the the timer. Yeah, there, oh. you, you have to you have to buy everything. Interesting, right? How how many things you can carry? How strong you are when you carry them? How, how fast you move? How fast you drill? All the little bonus perks. If you want, if you want the extra gun or the extra digger or the elevator that helps you bring resources, there's a whole kinds of things. But the dome is only so big, so you can only have so many. Can you upgrade? Can you expand the dome? Nope. No. That's all you get. That's all you get. That's cool. Well, that's interesting. It's. I, I, it looks like a good game. Yeah. <laughs> what is my this? Eyes my eyes are hurting. hurting. Water. Yep. This is a. This is what a video game looked like back in 1984, right? Only 92. now it's 2022. Yeah. That's true. They had yeah. less color in '84. Hey, uh, listen. Listen. I, I don't. I don't know the developer. It's the one thing I haven't. I didn't look up yet. What the developer is. But if this is a new developer. I would support them. I, I think I think the game. concept of it, what you've described and what we're looking at, seems pretty interesting. Hmm. I mean, I, I yeah, like to me, I like water. I know he's joking, somewhat, right? But <clears throat> I this my brain doesn't like this visual, like to play. But I do appreciate what the you're visuals looking, are. You, you guys are used to looking at Bane at a six. I'm sure. Right, right. I'm sure this this bores you. I'm sure. Well, that's not, it doesn't bore me. Like, I think the, what the landscape and stuff looks like right here, I, I like the, the way the style of the characters are and, and stuff. I think it looks interesting. But I don't know if I would play this because my brain's like, I'm good. I played this when I was a kid. I want to be, I want to play super graphics, right? That's that's the way my brain works. Like, I went but through this stage, and now I, I want to okay. enjoy... The super 1080p, 4K, 2K, 60 I'm frames aware. per second, right? Type of stuff like that. That's cool, everybody though. Everybody cool. starts. Everybody starts somewhere. If it's an up and coming developer, I would support them. Yeah, no, I thought I thought it was interesting. 
Definitely have to, uh, if anyone's interested in that. It's called <laughs> Dome Keeper. Dome Keeper. And the Goth, channel... Gotham Knights installed. Come on, Digi. I mean, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited about the game. We'll see what... I, I, I'm excited for the story, though. I'm excited for the story. Uh... Let me let me put this in the in the channel. Go give that video that we just watched a, a, a quick like. Click on that. Open it up in a new browser. Hit a hit a quick like. Just came out today, October twelfth. Twenty one thousand views on that one video. It's actually pretty good. Really good. Well, because people actually like games. Yeah. I know it's. I know it looks it's interesting. Rare. It looks. Interesting. I know it's rare to like games. So all right. So we'll talk. We'll talk about. Uh, what I've been playing. Is there anything else that you've been looking into, Sarge? Uh, I've been playing Hell Let Loose. The only other thing I've been playing is Hell Let Loose. All right, let me go to my... Um, I just have some video. I mean, October, the, the games are going to start coming out now. It gets near holiday time. I'm sure I'll have some stuff to play in the backlog. But right now, I got nothing going on. <laughs> so I've been playing... I've been playing Grounded. Okay. I've been playing Grounded. Is the, is the update out? The update's out. And let me tell you, this game... This game is phenomenal, man. It, it really is a good game by Obsidian. Uh, Obsidian made, uh, you know, uh, Fallout New Vegas back in the day. Uh, they've made lots of other games. They they put this together, and this is just a fun... I mean, it is. It's just a fun survival game. And th thematically, we played this, like, uh, when it first came out in the preview program. Uh, and we started playing it again because it's, it's out. Everything they've updated, there's different insects there's like moths and praying mantises and different types of spiders there's different types of ants and stuff now everything in the world has something like it's everything there's for purpose right you could either use it to use it for build and upgrade stuff they've they've added uh where they finished off the you have different uh, abilities that you can have like uh, mutations that you can have sort of like a like a fallout or whatnot uh you have different upgrade weapons you could become a wizard in this game, there you have a staff. You can have different staffs with like electricity and different things. Um, there are certain parts of the map that, for instance, we're building at the light at the base of an oak tree. So at eight o'clock at night, the light turns on, and when the light turns on, it lights up the area for us. Okay, so we can see what we can do. So we don't have to we don't have to make lights over there. And gnats start getting attracted to it. So it's a really good food source, right? So you'll see a whole bunch of gnats appear. And then you start killing the gnats, and then you can use those. To you're, eating, you're eating bugs. You're eating bugs. Yeah, you're, you're, okay, so you've never played the game. So we're trying to figure out the story. The story is that you're four kids, okay, that shrink down, and you don't know why you got shrunk down. And you're your dad. Your dad works for NASA. Yeah, and, and, and I know the movie. And you end up in the, the backyard, movie. and you're trying to figure out why you're shrunk and how to get back to normal state. So you're so you're you're having a good time in this backyard, and it's it's phenomenal. So we were playing, we were playing, uh, and while we were playing, we were building stuff, and all of a sudden, this base that you see us building, I've worked on for five hours, Sarge. Five hours, but the building scenario that I was working on wasn't too good, because uh, you have to build structures, and I didn't build the structure correctly. So what happened was... Uh, the whole base. What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? It didn't build it correctly. Okay, so there's scaffolding that you have to build. Okay, and if you build scaffolding, you have to make it attached to something hard, right? Like the floor, tree, something. It has to connect. Well, when I connected to the the lamp, I wasn't attached to the lamp. It was just like floating. So we had more weight and more weight and more weight on top of the thing. So the entire base 
got destroyed. The game has physics like that? Yeah. The yeah. game is, the game that game is programmed for the physics to happen that way with the with the base coming apart like that? Yeah. Yeah. So let me see where, where it happened. I think this is yeah, it's happening soon. Right. So oh it already happened. It already happened. Yeah. I, I was I was in shock when it happened. Um I wasn't mad. I, but like if creatures and stuff walk on it, doesn't it fall over? Yeah, so we built up we built up high enough so the ants wouldn't get to us because they'll they'll eat your food and whatnot. There's bees and stuff that fly by us, but we we had everything pretty pretty good protected, right? So as I'm as I'm like building, all of a sudden, did you, did you just drink water off a spider web? Yeah, so you have to you have to make you have to make dew catchers. So dew appears on the on the on the dew catchers. <laughs> is it is it sponsored by Mountain Dew? No, not that type of dew. But there are there are actually drinks. In it the... is, but is that it is that kind of a dew? What are you talking about? That's no. the same dew. D E W do yeah, yeah not do as in D O. No, but that's just water, and that's not soda. But there are soda and juice yeah, juice boxes. But that's what do is all over the place. I, I, don't, I don't want to get involved in a conversation yeah, about this right now. Yeah, but we're not doing that. but do is the same as do. Sure, sure. Okay. Uh, so the moisture in the air is do. Yeah. So yes. what you have to do in this, you have to constantly eat, constantly drink. Survival game. You got you build different armor, different armor sets. You can do ant armor, ladybug armor. Uh, you build different weapons out of the ant parts or spider parts or bee parts. Uh, there's different I'm things. I'm pretty sure ants ants is probably the better one to do, I would think. Ants right? help you carry more. So if you don't have ant armor, you can only carry like five planks. But if you have, if you have ant armor, you can carry eight planks. Right? So I think this is where it happens, where all of a sudden, I, I was in shock. So all of a sudden, first jumps on top of the base and goes, what the are, hell are you, happened? Are you, are, you carrying, are you carrying blades of grass? Blades of grass, yeah. You have to cut down the, the, the blades of grass. Okay. And you and you build. And what I like about the build system in this, see, you can put the blueprints down. So people, and then everybody in the map, everyone that's in the game can see where you want to build. And then you you put the materials on there. It tells you what materials or you not, want. Or not build, depending if they wanted to screw you. Right, right sure. Right, but it's a really cool system. It snaps. It's got its little, little quirks or whatnot. But overall, so far, the little bit of the story that I've played, it's it's pretty good. The, how do you fight the spider? You gotta fight him. Like so, there's but how, but how do you fight the spider? Oh, like there. what? The, first of all, the spider's huge. So what do you? With your little rudimentary twigs and sticks and berries here, what are you doing? The, fight yeah, the so spider? there's my base. It just all collapsed right over there. It's completely gone. It all collapsed. And I lost. As soon as it collapses, you lose half of everything that was on it. So we lost all our. Our food sources and everything, they just all break apart. They smash in the ground, and now we're in the dark picking all the stuff up for the next, like, two days, trying to trying to build up the base again. So we had, we had to rebuild the base. Uh, I mean, it's, it's a learning experience. Oh, yeah, no, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't super pissed. I'll be honest. I wasn't super pissed. Because uh, you didn't play 6,000 hours yet. No, I, I put five hours into the base, though, like, building it, because you're, you're running around. This is the next day, uh, next stream. So you're, you have to chop down all the stuff and bring it over there and then upgrade and do all the things. And it's just, it's time. But it, it's a really fun game. It really is. If you like survival games, if you like like Conan or uh, any, any type of arc, right? This is a really cool thematic backyard. Can you build punji sticks? Can you build like punji sticks and things to keep the ants out? Yeah, well, you could build walls. You could like, build like fencing. Yeah, like you, fencing could, you or could build different types of walls. Or... Different types of walls. But I remember the I remember the basics of this game when it first came out, but I don't I don't know about any of the updates. Yeah, so you can build. So there's like stick walls. There's palisades you can build. Like we have giant gates. So underneath this oak tree, 
where we are right now, there there lives two giant spiders. An orb weaver and a wolf spider live underneath the middle of the tree. And they come out and they patrol. Um, and then you have to, like, fight them. Uh, I think we got in a, in a fight. We get, we, get, we, we get one that attacks us later on. Do the, do the spiders attack ants and other insects? They, uh, the ants attack, like, the little weebles and stuff, and then they eat the juices of their bodies and stuff. Um, so is there is there a food tree in the game? What do you mean? Like, like a, is like there a... like like um like a hierarchy? Like the the ants eat the small bugs, or the spiders eat the ants? Is like is there like a yeah? Other animals fight uh, each other, they, right? They do fight each other. I don't know about like what's the what the uh, what the hierarchy is. There is. Scorp- is, there, is there scorpions? Um, I don't know if there's if they added scorpions in the, in the main game. They could be. Maybe chat can answer chat if you guys know if there's a scorpion I mean, in the game. It, there's if a praying mantis. There, if there's ants, though, there's an ant hill, right? There's a yeah, there's, you could go ants, inside right? the ant colony, right? And there's three different types of ants. There's like black, there's, there's sort of regular black ants. There's like yep. fire ants. There's worker yep. ants inside the, the thing. There's the queen ant. <clears throat> there's a, a brood mother for, for spiders. There's black widows. There's praying mantises. There's moths. There's stink bugs. There's uh bombardiers there's um all right so if you're if you're if you're if you have problems with insects you're gonna freak out when you play this game. oh yeah yeah so they actually put a uh, for spiders because people have arachnophobia they actually put us uh an ability in the game where you can just turn it all the way down so there's just like two circles attacking you right but if you have it all maxed out the spiders are pretty creepy man i'll have to admit they they're, they're pretty uh but they do are they go ahead are they are they creepy like that that one shadow game where the spider comes to kill the little boy? Oh, uh, Limbo? Limbo? Limbo, yeah, yeah, like Limbo. Was the yeah, spider they're, like they're that? Yeah, they're pretty creepy, man. They're pretty creepy. <clears throat> yeah, so it's a, it's a cool game. Uh, I'm putting a lot, a lot of time in it, and man, does this game suck time. Like, it just deletes time from your life. Like, you start playing this of game, course. and like, like two, three hours just go by super fast because you're building stuff. Uh, I haven't really adventured a lot. I'm just trying to build the base. Get everything situated and and whatnot, and then go out to explore. So does the, does the grass grow, or do you do you? Clear the grass grows the grass? over time. Everything grows over time. So, uh, if you chop it down fast, it it might be bare for three four days, right? Because this all this area right here used to be grass, and now it's completely bare. So what's cool in here also starts. They have like a sandbox, which is represents like the desert. So if you go into the sandbox, you actually uh, get dehydrated faster. It like sizzles because it's like super hot on the because the sand gets hot. They have a, a koi pond, and there's a giant koi in there, and there's like tadpoles and different little spiders that are inside the water. Um, there's a castle. Can you, go, can you go anywhere you want? Are you stuck anywhere. in one little area? No, you can well, go anywhere you, you want, you, but certain but areas. Is, is, the, is the backyard is the backyard limited to like levels of experience, like the animals uh, or whatever the insects are, are higher level, or can you just go to the damn house and win the game? No, there's no levels, but you you need to build up your armor and weapons to fight higher tier stuff to then get materials from them so you can build better things, right? Why, why do you have why do you have the materials buried underneath another? Sidewalk. Why do you have it like oh, that? Oh, I made shelves so you can store them. So I have I have uh, pallets. Uh, it's like Costco. Uh, basically, I have my pallets underneath, and then I have another pallet up on top. So I can I, I, I can stack efficiency. And then, and then I found out that you could actually move the pallets like this. So instead of running back and forth by yourself carrying everything, you could just bring the pallet with you, relocate it, drop it, and then load it up, and then pick it up, and then carry it back with you. So you're doing like four times the amount of carrying. So, uh, overall, one of the cool features, Sarge, is that 
I built a, a I have a server that I give permission to people in our in our community, and they can play on our server anytime they want. So I give permission to be hosts. So right now, if people are playing, I can either join them on our server or they can join me on the server. But they can get in anytime they want to play and build. So they can they can uh, we can all work together on on one board. So it's pretty fun, pretty fun game. I I do recommend it. It's on Game Pass, and it's also I think you could just buy the game now if i'm not mistaken I, is, I'm, it, is it pc or is it xbox it's on pc and xbox oh okay yeah you can you can get it on pc and xbox i believe but yeah you can build lots of different weapons lots of good time music's really cool it's really ch- chillax like it's really like really like laid back for the like, music chillax and like deep house from like 2000s uh, it's their own music it's it's weird it's not anything like that but um it's just it's just a it's nice soundtrack it's a nice little soundtrack that you can uh, you can just sit and vibe to whatever you know what I mean. It's in the background. It's nice. It's not annoying or anything like that. Uh, and then everything that you can do in the game, it's just a fun time. It's a fun time. If you like survival games, check it out. Grounded, fully out now. Um, lots of plenty of videos. Like I can see this getting popular. Like uh, over the years, like Minecraft did. Not gonna, not going to get as popular as Minecraft, but. What I mean, popular as far as like it's YouTube still, videos. It's still a time sink, dude. It's still a time no, I know that, sink. but what I'm saying is, on YouTube, people with builds and and strategy sure. things and stuff like that. I, I would think I would think there'd be a lot of people watching videos about this game yes. than rather than piles and piles of people actually playing. That's this that's game. what I'm saying. It it for it's like it's gonna be like Minecraft where people do the builds, just like any other survival game. But this one just I think this one shines a little bit more because of the thematic of it of being in the backyard. We all fantasize like. Older people, anyway. When you watched Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, now you're like living Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. You know what I mean? So that's uh that's uh grounded. That's what I've been playing. I haven't played anything else. I've been literally just playing this uh for for the most part. So good time. All right, let's uh let's start off off with an easy an easy story. We'll start off with uh let's start off with this one. It's time for the uh, for the top stories. All right. So story number one, we have Xbox and Microsoft, or I should say Xbox or Microsoft and Samsung. It says, learn more at samsunggaming.tv. So your opponents will drop your jaw and will you will too play Xbox without the console. On a jaw-dropping screen, get three months of Xbox Game Pass Ultimate on us when you buy a TV or a monitor. So, if you buy a TV, let's go. Let's go to the the link here for what they're doing here. It says, "Play Xbox, no console required. Get your first three months of Xbox Game Pass on us." So, if you buy a TV, Samsung Game Hub, play Xbox, no console required, with a built-in Samsung Gaming Hub. You can now play Xbox without the console on select 2022 Samsung Smart TVs. All you need is your controller and to, and connect to the biggest games on Xbox. You can stream your favorite gaming creators on Twitch and listen to Spotify. And look, the reason I'm bringing this up, Sarge, I mean, you're, you're cheering. I'm tired of being right, yeah, bro. I, I brought this I'm up. I'm tired of being years right. Years ago. Years ago, I said, this is what they're going to do. This is what they're going to do. So there you Exhausting. go. Exhausting. It's 120 hertz refresh rate, 32 by 9. Uh, 5.8 milliseconds. A little latency is a little little slow. Free Sync Premium Pro, uh, and then you have all of these, and they're pretty pricey. Yeah, you got you got 4,700, you got 3,200, you got 1,100, you got 2,000, and you got a $1,500 uh, TV. And these are all 
uh, Neo QLED. You got an 8K, 8K, QLED, OLED, and Neo QLED. So you got lots of stuff to do. Uh, made to level up. Unlock the power of the next gen in gaming. See the full picture in 21.9. Uh, 32, 32.9, sorry. Get a wider view with 32.9 super ultra wide when you play the game. There you go. Uh, what else are they doing? Real-time stats at a glance. Yeah, game bar, quickly adjust now settings. The now the problem is when you live in the city someplace and your house gets robbed and they take your television, then they take your account with it. Right. <laughs> it says win, win more games. It says auto low latency mode. Get the competitive edge with low latency mode automatically reduces response time to around 5.8 milliseconds input lag. Lowest input lag uh, of anything. There's also FreeSync Premium Pro. You can see the difference of it. One of the game another step, on. another step in the direction of you don't have a console anymore. Another step closer. Another step closer. Look at this. Mirror your phone to your second screen experience, so you can have two screens going on. Watch video tutorials or follow your favorite streamer without interrupting gameplay. Multiview splits the TV screen into two, putting your game on one side and mirroring your mobile screen on the other. And then you also have the Neo QLED 4K QN90A takes on competition. Beautiful picture powered by Quantum Neo Processor 4K. You can see that. And then, uh, obviously, they want you to, to buy the other stuff, right? Take your gaming experience to the next level. You could, it looks like you could buy Samsung like uh, terabytes here and, and put in for more storage or whatever inside your TV. So there you go. There's the first step into what yep. what Xbox's plan is, right? So, yes, yeah, Sony owns yep. televisions and Sony can do this with their Sony televisions no problem. Xbox yep. doesn't make doesn't make TVs, but here they are. They're they're out there. They're starting to get their Xboxes built into Samsung TVs. They're going to make that little dongle, I'm telling you, cuz they can make everyone's TV into uh an Xbox TV, right? Uh yep. no console required, just a just a controller. I said Buy a controller, right? They're going to throw that controller in for the price that you're paying for the TV. But if they do that dongle, man, I'm telling you, 100 bucks controller, three months of Xbox, sold, right? Fly off the shelves. It'll be a little box, controller, three months. To sell up. You're going to buy one even if you don't need one. You're like, dollars. What? I've got $100 burning my hole in my pocket. I'll, I'll do it, right? What's going to happen? Incredible. Uh, so yeah. So uh, what do you think, Sarge? What do you think about the uh, the, the deal? I, here? I don't have to think of anything because we've discussed it and we know all about it. So all I'm going to say is, nice job, yeah, Sarge. Yeah. Dupla says, nice "I job. want an OLED TV, but so expensive. It is expensive right now, Dupe. Yeah, but just right wait. Now. Right, just wait. Wait. Every I TV you've ever known comes out expensive." Do you realize the what what the price of a television is now compared to back in the day? Oh, you can Are buy, you serious right I now? I bought I bought this fifty inch television right right. I got a fifty two inch television, an LG. I paid this TV and my wife's TV. We paid five hundred bucks for both of them. Right? It's ridiculously stu like stupid how how right. Beautiful. It's just because it's it's just because it's got the Q in front of it. Right. Right. Or the O in front of it. LED TVs have been out of a while. Yeah. It's the extra letter. It's all the flavor. You just got to wait. Yeah, we, we got ours on sale. Wait. Yeah. So there, there's that, right? So we have Xbox partnering up with Samsung, and they're already coming out with that. There you go. Uh, the next story I want to talk about is 
just so incredible. It's like we almost just talked about it like it was yesterday, but it's been like over a year. Yeah, no, it's, it's thing. No, it's been well over that. It's I literally have footage of of us talking about it uh like 3 years ago. Okay. It's like before before the uh, the plague hit. You were talking about yeah, it. Before before the yeah. coup. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Next story I want to talk about is uh No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky uh had an update. Waypoint version 4.0. It's on the Switch. It's got relax mode. It's got overhaul inventories. We'll put a little pin next to that one. We got, it's got relax, it's got relax mode. Yeah, re- revamp UI, improved missions, tons of quality of life, level cap increase, custom game mode, info portal, new milestone system, increased challenges, crafting improved, common shuttle, and new collectibles. Right. So I'll, I'll play. I'll play this in the in the background real fast so you can see uh, what they're talking about. We'll we'll mute that for a second and we'll let it play. So they did some updates and and whatnot to to No Man's Sky yet again. Like now, this game's been out for six years, Sarge. Right? Every update that's come out for this game has been one hundred percent free. The only way you're paying money is if you don't know the game, and now you go buy the game, and now you're part of the community, right? And then you start playing the game. So yep. one of the things that happened since this update came out was that they changed the inventory system, right? And Chad, if you're if you're a, a diehard No Man's Sky and I, and I misspeak on anything, let me know in the comments uh, in the in the in the chat. Okay, so what happened was with the inventory system, there's tech in the game, right? So people that have been playing this game for hundreds and thousands of hours, they figured out a long time ago that you could stack the tech while you upgrade all your gear. So you to upgrade your gear, Sarge, in a survival world, you have to buy and pay for. Here, let me uh, put this on loop. Uh, you got to buy and pay for slots for your ship, buy and slots for your exosuit, buy your slots, and it costs millions and millions of dollars. It goes up like double every time. Like you pay one million, then it goes to two, then it goes to four, then it goes to eight, then it goes to sixteen, then it goes to a hundred million, whatever it is, right? And you have full slots that you're gonna do. Well, people upgraded their their slots, and then they started putting tech, and you could put like three or four techs on your thing and make your guy pretty powerful. Okay, and Basically, it's like a, like a cheat code, but you earned it because you paid for the stuff inside the currency and leveling up your thing. Well, you learned over six years. You learned the right. game. Or whatever it was, right? Let's so be, Let's be honest. So what happened with this update was they changed the inventory system because it came out for the Switch. They changed the whole UI system. And instead okay. of making it like quadrants of, of, of things, they made it like a an open landscape of how the inventory system works. I don't know how to describe it, but they they... It's like one screen. It's sort of like um, Netflix when you're flipping through and you're going and, and you're scrolling and you have, like, like that's, a, that's your inventory. Where before it was like compartmentalized, like you had to go to your exo, you had to go to your ship, you had to go to your, right? So now it's just like one big kind of like landscape of a thing. Well, anyway, when they did this, it screwed over the people that have been playing. The, let's just call them the loyal fans, right? Yeah, so okay. see, Brain says it. Inventory got nerfed hard. Essentially, took away double capacity of old cargo slots. Relax mode. You can set the price of everything and make it all zeros on all, all, all billions, right? So they make it easier. So the reason they did this though is because the game's six years old, Sarge. They're not growing exponentially, but the people that are coming into the game are. I'm assuming they noticed they stopped playing because it was too complicated or too much going on. So they decided that they were going to switch it up to make it easier. For new players to come in so they could do stuff better, right? So here's the question to you that I want to see what your answer is, okay? And what you think. 
Hello Games has been doing this for six years. They were in the shitter when they first came out. The game was broken, buggy, unfinished. They, well, let's let's they were they were forced to release because well, yeah. they were made to, not because they wanted to. Let's let's make sure well, Sony you made speak, them. You yeah, speak Sony, correctly. Sony made okay, them release the game. It was a, it was exclusive oh, yeah. on PlayStation and PC at the time, right? And they they got out early, and it was a bad it was a bad launch, right? It's everything's compared to oh maybe they can have a No Man's Sky now because No Man's Sky has come back from the dead, okay? And people love this game. This game is loved by many people. Like loyals are are here. They have thousands and thousands of hours in this game. But now they're being hated on, right? All this goodwill for six years, they do this nerf, and all of a sudden, people that love this game are like, you just sent me back to the Stone Ages, and I hate you, right? And they're, they really are upset. My question to you is, Sarge, what can Hello Games do? Because you're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't. Obviously, the people that bought this for $60 or $40 or $30 six years ago, four years ago, two years ago, they're already there. They've been playing the game. Hello Games is looking to expand their player base, get other people to come in. So do they take the side of the casuals, or I'm sorry, of the loyalists, or do they take the side of new new players? What do you think? Well, let's, let's go through life cycles of video games. Uh, six years is a long time. Uh, for someone who was starting out playing this game as a, as a really loved uh, project like they really love the sci-fi they love the game uh, you have to remember six years is basically uh grad school uh all of college most of college and, yeah. and high school right so people have moved on uh i always think when you look at a game for this long that people who are going to play it are, are playing it uh but but since but since they're the way that they structured how they get paid means that they have to get people right. to buy the game. No microtransactions, no right. So anybody who really complains, as far as corporations are concerned, if they complain, it's a vocal minority. You would rather lose 10,000 people in order to gain a couple million more. Like that's basically, it's a business move. It's nothing to do with having to screw over your veteran crew. But let's be honest, the game's run its course. And since you're not charging for anything, you have to get more people to buy it. And if, you, if you've already saturated the pool, maybe you have to now, uh, for lack of a better word, currently, you dumb down the game a little bit, have more people access to it. That way more people are in interested and you ease up the game, as you guys call it, nerfs. But like once again, let's be honest, you guys have already played for six years, for those of you who are involved. So why, how mad can you be? Right, right, how, right. You have you have thousands mad, of hours how, in the game. Right, how mad can you be? You've already played six years, but what's the big deal? Right, it's time for the kids who can't do math, don't read real well, and can't ride a bike. It's time for <laughs> them to learn how to play No Man's Sky. So this is where we are. I mean, you could be mad. I get it. Real quick, let, chat says seventy six says scrolling in the inventory was a garbage move. Ujo says, this ain't a damn, uh, damned if you do, damn if you don't. They could have accommodated the new players without dis disrespecting the time that the vets have uh, put in. And there's and there's Kujo finally talking like the rest of us. Yeah. Last line. Right. Without disrespecting the time. Right. Well, and that's what it comes down this to. Is, this is my biggest that's thing. That's what it I've comes always, down to. I always say, you have to respect the player's time. And Halo yes. Games looked at this and said, I, I, at least... I'm putting myself in their perspective, right? They had to look at this and go, okay, how many people 
that have played this game for so many periods of time. And how many people can we get to play this game, right? And they went, yeah. if these people are so loyal, how mad are they going to be if we make this change? And that they might leave, but they'll probably come back because they have thousands of hours, right? You have time synced. You have you have lost uh, what, what, lost cost fallacy. Is that what is that what the, the term I'm looking for? Right? You've sunk your cost of time into this. No, that's not that's, that's the wrong term. You, you you sunk your cost of time into this game for thousands of hours. So the likelihood of you walking away is a very small percentage. Now there are people that would walk away, but a lot of people would walk away for a couple weeks or months and then go. All right, I'm going to go back and 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 play it. Meanwhile, they've they've applied to the. But I. I'm on what Cujo said. You have to respect the player's time. And making this change, they had to look at this and go, well, what's the percentage of people? And they had to do it. And did they res- disrespect the player's time? Yeah, they did. They did. But two years ago, I think it was two years ago, and guys in chat, tell me if I'm wrong, didn't they reset? Didn't they have to reset because they changed everything? And you had to basically start a brand new save file because so the people that put the bases together and traveled through the galaxy, they had to reset all of that because it, of the new system they put in. Right, they had to do something, so I don't know. I I I do think it's damn if you do and damn if you don't, uh, Cujo. Still, because if they didn't change it, then the new player base would be like, I don't know, understand what's going on, and they wouldn't come, and the old people would be happy. And then if they don't, if if they do change it, then the old people are like, Ah, oh, you changed it. I'm I'm used to this. I don't like this new thing. And the new people are like, Oh, this is really easy. I, I want to play this, this game. Bu- so this is a biz- This is a business move. This has got nothing to do with don't you. Once again, it's not about you. It's not about the gamer. This is business. This is about business. How do we get more people to play this game? Right. Because it, how do I sell the business? How do I sell more copies? Right. What are we? What are we talking about? Yeah. Like, it, listen. There's there's no other way of saying it. It's a good run. They need to make more money. They made the better business choice on how to make more money. That's pretty much it. That's it. I I agree, Cujo. I I'm not I'm not arguing the point. Uh, I, I agree with you 100% that, look, my number one thing all the time for MMOs or any kind of open world thing, you have to respect the player's time. You can't just shit on the people that gave you a 1000 But if you look at it from their point of view, they already have your money, right? They already got your $60, and that $60 has lasted you six years, right? Six years you've been playing on that uh, on that $60, where the new people are coming in and they're spending sixty dollars and they're like, well, let's make it easier for these guys so we can get more longevity out of this game. I mean, I get it as a business. It's still a it's still a dick move. I do believe though, and I haven't read up on it yet. I do believe they had a fix, or they're they're having a fix, or they're putting a a patch in to change something back. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. If if it does get changed, we'll bring it up on GXG next week uh, and talk about it if they do change it. So. There's the No Man's Sky story. So it's just funny to me. I was just like, wow, they 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 constantly are updating this game and changing this game and doing all this stuff. And that one move that they do, everyone's like, I hate you. You're like, oh my God, calm down. It's just the inventory slots. But I, I totally get it. Because if I if I had to spend two hundred hours, two hundred hours getting all those tech stuff and then and the money and stuff, it would have it would have pissed me off as well. So I I'll have to be honest. I haven't gone back and played, but if I was playing it and that happened, I probably would stop playing. I'll be honest. I, I probably would stop playing. But, but once again, you would have stopped playing because you've already you've already done what you've wanted to do in the game. Yes. You you were playing longer than six years, bro. You were playing the pre-alpha stuff. 
but I, I I did play a little bit before. Yeah, I had about I have about two hundred forty hours on PC and about another three hundred hours or four hundred hours in uh, Xbox or not. I like I said, I would I would be pissed. Uh, Seventy six says I was pissed with those nerfs. Thankfully, they uh, they boosted the mods. So there you go. So, all right. See this little there's a little bribe in there. Just a yeah. little bribe. Yeah. I I think I think what's gonna happen here is people are gonna push back, right? People are gonna push back. They'll be mad if they don't fix it, right? They'll push back. They won't change it. They'll leave it how it is. People will be like, I I'm done. They'll take a break from the game. They'll go play another game, and they'll be like, you know what? I'm coming back to you. I love you. I'm coming back to you. I'm coming back to you, No Man's Sky. I can't. I can't hate you. I've had so much time. Right? That's that's just the way it is. I don't hate them. I'll look into uh, to change and feel uh, screwed and uninstall. Not, I, I totally get it. I've done that with other games. I'm like, you did that? Fuck you, I'm done. And I just, I just delete the game because I already had enough time in the game. I've done many times. Right? Exactly. I've, I, I've, pressed, I've pressed a nuke button on a game many a time. My, my favorite one of all time so far is, is still Destiny. Is Destiny. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's my favorite like, one of I, all that's time. That's it. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm done and you're off my system. Right? That's, that's it. All right. So the next story I want to talk about is the NVIDIA RTX 4090 Ti is reportedly canceled due to melting itself. I mean, that's powerful stuff. But that means, but that means it was working well. Yeah, well, working well too, too well. It appears that the NVIDIA GeForce RTX 4090 Ti may not see the light of day for some time as the GPU reportedly melts itself to the PSU in Teams Green Labs. Uh, if you were hoping to bag an NVIDIA 4090 Ti graphics card in the near future, you may want to rethink your plans as it appears that the Team Green is reportedly canceling a potential most powerful, loveless GPU for now. And it isn't, it, it isn't without good reason, though. As reports suggest that it would be an RTX 4000 flagship, its current state is prone to melting itself. According to a source close to uh, Moore's Law and is dead, an RTX 4090 Ti is simply just too much for now and won't be heading to the market to pick up the title uh, of best graphic cards for Team Green anytime soon. That task will be headed by the RTX 4090, which is set to launch very soon. The reason behind the cancellation, again, according to the same sources, is the RTX 4000 GPU was, uh, was tripping breakers, melting power supplies, and sometimes melting itself. This naturally is not something anyone wants to happen inside their gaming PC, but Team Green still has plenty of time to work on this fairly, uh, fairly major uh, kinks and bring the RTX 4090 Ti to the market to the future. Um, so yeah, there you go, Sarge. It's it's melting, there's, tripping breakers, melting power supplies, and melting the car just, itself. Listen, listen. Nvidia is just mad because AMD is right is kicking their ass this gen, and so they were like, "We got to push it, we got to push it," and they're like, "Sir, we don't have the power." Like they just they went full crazy on their card, and this is the result. Yeah, right? it happens. This listen, it's not the first time a card melted to the board. It's happened in the years past. I don't remember exactly which which years it happened, but there were definitely stories in the past of the similar thing happening uh, yeah. where yeah. they they pushed the hardware too hard and it, that's it. Yeah, but think about Maybe that. They, that they, they, the heat breakers. sink, the heat, yeah. the heat sink on the card isn't strong enough. The it's pulling too much power. It could be a power sink problem. All kinds oh, of things power. can happen. This is the graphics card. This is like a Dragon Ball Z graphics card powers up it's like Whoa! you need to have you need you need to have the uh skeletor power thing from he-man as the soundbite for this that's how this would work i have the power no 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 no, no not he-man the skeletor one. oh He's the skeletor the one yeah, Got the it. skeletor yeah yeah that's funny so yeah so if you guys are looking to get the uh, rtx 4000 series uh well save yourself some time 
because uh, it's melting itself, melting itself. I mean, but I don't think it was. I didn't think it went to market. I think this was the maybe final stages. That's why they picked up on it. Just otherwise, if they would have pushed that out and it melted, they'd be they'd be hurting bad. You can't release something like that to the market. I'm sure this happened during the trials and the story got out. That makes more sense. But yeah, there's no way that it, went it to said it in the labs. It said in the labs. It was yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're listen. They were trying. To, they're trying to beat AMD. There's a lot of stuff going on right now because the 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 uh, Ethereum market, the Bitcoin market, it's a little off, and so they're trying to get the cards back out again and so they're looking for the next thing to try to sell it and sometimes you go too far kujo says the heat level is over nine thousand. and then we also have uh yeah. says it also yeah. could have been people not setting uh the car properly i would assume the people in the lab know how to put a graphics card in otherwise yeah. you might want to leave that guy and fire his ass if he doesn't know how to put yeah, a graphics like, card in yeah it's not like sven from sweden <laughs> putting it in probably with sven from sweden's yeah, he's he's not used to those kind of powers. He's used to using the the beige units. Ba like ba Bacon says they went full plaid, yep. ludicrous speed. They went from mm -hmm. zero to to ludicrous speed, melted. Do, the... do, do you know what? Do you know how how hot that has to be for it to melt? That's a power draw thing. That's not an actual processing power. What they didn't That's tell a you power draw. Yeah, they didn't tell you the the center of the new graphics card is an arc reactor made by Tony Stark, right? Like you yeah, plug it right, in like how much power? Wait, someone turns their computer on, the way. neighborhood drains, like flickers off. It's like, uh oh, it's it, Chris down it the sounds... streets playing Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two on full settings again. Yeah, but it sounds weird because you're first of all, your computer has to pull enough power to even do such a thing. Never mind the card. <laughs> melting What's to the that actual sound? board <laughs> what, what is that it's it sounds like the pro temp the proton yeah. pack from from <laughs> ghostbusters that's basically no, what the, that's it? basically what the card sounded like it's the how everyone's like down the street like oh god he's playing dance dance revolution again in full settings all right so the next talking about high powered stuff here sarge the next one is the MetaQuest Pro. MetaQuest Pro headset revealed with outrageous expensive price point. So as part of the 2022 Meta Connection Conference, Meta unveiled the prosumer MetaQuest Pro headset with a price point that may come as a shock to purchasers. Meta previously headset the MetaQuest Pro serves as the Meta's first dedicated attempt of capturing a portion of the growing commercial market for virtual mixed reality in addition to usual consumer market gaming. The uh, MetaQuest Pro is Meta's first headset and since the release of the Oculus Quest 2 in October of 2020 and the first to be released under the Meta branding. The Quest 2 followed the success of the original Oculus Quest and became a uh, popular op option for some gamers that connected its friends and family and were unable to travel during the global pandemic. Uh, it says the new MetaQuest Pro, previously known as the Project Cambria, is the company's first attempt of creating the device Designed for both VR and mixed reality, the Quest Pro features a pancake lens that significantly reduces the size of the headset and increases the pixel density, making the headset feel lighter and providing crisper visuals. Unlike the previous versions of the Quest, which are designed primarily for consumers that sold around the price point of traditional gaming consoles, the Quest Pro is designed primarily for business and carries a whopping $1,500. I'm sorry, $1,400.99. It's not $1,500. Price tag before including the cost of accessories. Although the press release for Quest Pro uh, mentions its ability to play games like the previously Quest headset, there's also uh, no announce made about whether upcoming titles amongst us VR will be coming to the new lens. 
so here's a little video of it, Sarge. We'll 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 play the little video that plays in the background as we see it. So the meta quest, it looks a lot thinner. We talked about it the other day on our daily grind show. Um, this is uh, the, the video that we watched. Zuckerberg and them all look like robots as they're talking because they can't speak. I I think VR. We always talk about this, right? I think VR in general is a cool thing. Now they sold 10 million units last year while people were in the in the um, you know the Quest Two, and then just what four or five months ago, no, three months ago. They raised the price automatically for the Quest 2. It went from 300 400 to 400 500 They raised it up uh, $100. And now they have this one at a $1,500 price tag. Now, they're saying that this is made more for a, the business consumer, not the... Okay? But obviously, you can well, still use because it they, because they okay, okay, but it's easy. It's easy to figure out. At that price point, companies can start implementing it for businesses first. Like... Uh, meetings overseas, three-dimensional uh, drawings need to be done. How you can do how you do uh, you know the the big tech meetings with the big guys. Of course, that would work out really well. PowerPoint presentations, you know that kind of thing. So they put that price point in there. They test out the market. It goes to businesses first. Once they work out the kinks, enough of them are sold. You can bring down the price point to like six or seven hundred dollars. Same as miraculously a console, right. and then the consoles are the TV now. And so now you just get the controller and the headset. This is going in the direction we talked about. This is it's still going in the direction we talked about, right? They just have to find a way to sell units in order to keep the keep the market for the headset alive until they work out the kinks. This is probably one of the better steps they've taken over the last five years with VR headsets. But once again, if they are saying outright that it's for businesses, you know exactly what they're doing, right? Well, why why wouldn't you why wouldn't you market it to gamers? Well, they're because, they, well, because you, can't, they, you can't afford fifteen hundred dollars. Well, I know the gamers are not going to pay fifteen hundred dollars, right? And then they're also that, trying to that's compete. correct. Apple's got a VR headset supposedly coming out sometime next year, and then you have right, the so P why? Then you also so have so why would you market to them exactly? Then you, then you also have the PSVR two coming out for PlayStation, uh, coming out as well. Uh, There's no reason. I, I business first. I still think we're a good, I want to say, a good five years from from major gains. Is VR? You mean like you AR mean like space. the the set, like the headset with well, the game, like. Like the, the Mario 2, moment. Well, the, the Mario quest, moment. Well, they're they're pretty close, right? So the Quest Two sold ten million units, which is the most successful VR headset they've ever created, past to now. Okay, I think the AR VR. Now I I did this on my stream the other day. I'm not going to bring it up, but Amazon ha or it's called the 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 Nreal. They're just regular glasses that. Look like sunglasses you put on your face, and it has where you see AR in front of you, so you can walk and do stuff, the TV stuff, or your 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 phone projected in front of you on a 130 inch screen in front of you, uh, and then you can put these shades in front of it so it blocks out the light or whatnot. And that's the next step of like AR VR type of stuff. Okay. And then we got to see what 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 the problem is with people long term exposure to the headset. Do they migraines? Eye strains. You got to go through. You got to go through the whole, so vertigo. The VR headset. All kinds of stuff. I was talking about it the other day. I was like, okay, well, if I put a headset on as a streamer, I don't have to have these three screens. I literally just put the headset on, and I can have a whole world in front of me. But now my eyes are covered, and I really can't see what's going on, right? Everyone's looking at me like I'm in Ready Player One. I think we're a good five years away still of VR being like this 
next step where we're talking about like we did uh, a couple months ago where we're talking about in your house instead of having a family room you're going to have a vr room or an office is going to be your vr room or something you know what i mean like major games coming out now i talked to a comic was telling me about the the darth vader vr he says it's amazing when you play it i played the other galaxy's edge one i thought that was cool when i played it there are games the iron man games coming out in vr there are games that are there but they're still not i the next level yet i think I would have to agree with I think I would agree with that. I think that the game to actually push VR over the edge would be a combat game where you learn how to sword fight and then the Star Wars but the, the the most advanced version of it. I think I that gotcha. would be it. Yeah, in the in the Galaxy Edge, you actually use the lightsaber and you can use the lightsaber and, and it's really accurate. It's really in it's it's really interesting. It's almost like the void that we did when we played that Star Wars void. Yeah, but that that was like basic compared to what what what's coming out now, though. Right, but they're, they're, they're taking they're taking steps. Their steps have been taken, but I'm saying like a, a fluid motion game where you think you are the character and you're fighting like Darth Vader or Darth Maul, like that that's, kind of shit. That's close. That to me, what comic is saying right now, those two games make it seem like that. Yeah, we're getting close, comic. We're getting close, they're, baby. They're, they're really good. Like for instance, if they come out with a couple more games. I, I, and the I, price point comes down. Well, and the, the price, price point, point they just down. pushed up, right? I'll get a Quest Two for four hundred if the, if there's enough games to get. You know what I'm saying? They have to have enough games for me to play because I'm not going to buy uh, a headset just for one game, right? They they need to have more for me. But it's still interesting. It's an interesting it's an interesting world that we live in right now with the meta the way it is and the way they're trying to push Facebook. I'm I'm always going to call them Facebook, even though they're called Meta. But Facebook's trying to push the Meta. Not their business, but their actual virtual world of the meta, and it's just not working out for them because um, they're doing it wrong, right? And we talked about this with Second Life. We talked about this with like Fortnite is more appealing to the stuff like that. They could have a meta in a different way. Like Grand Theft Auto Six might have a meta, you know, where you're living in a virtual vice city more than your regular life because it's just awesome, right? I mean, that's just the way life is going. So VR to me is is still a niche market. When this one comes down in price, where this one is the Quest 3, basically, because they are making a Quest 3, so they take this technology and put it into another headset at the same price point this one's at right now, that's when it starts to... Uh, 599 Yeah, 400 you know I mean? 500 bucks. That's when it starts to come into play of, of, of what we're talking about here. All right, let's see. The next story I want to talk about, uh, a couple of them are... Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about this one. So... Here's how much Sony paid to put Ark Survival Evolve on PlayStation Plus, right? So PlayStation Plus, um, you know, is, is, is PlayStation's... So a new report revealed that with Sony paid to bring Ark Survival Evolve to PlayStation Plus as a free monthly game, users who added this freely monthly game to their accounts retained access until the subscription expired. Now, this functions differently from the catalog of games available on PS Plus Extra and Premium members as a player loses access after the game leaves the service in that case. Now, Ark Survival Evolve, as part of the PlayStation Plus lineup for March 2022, that month, Sony offered uh, Ghost Runner, Team Sonic Racing, and Ghost of Tsushima Legends, of, uh, Legends as the other free games beginning March 15th. Now, players could also download the PlayStation 5 version of Grand Theft Auto Online, but users could only play during the three-month window. Now revealed that Sony paid millions of dollars to add Ark Survival Evolve to PlayStation Plus lineup just for that one month. As reports by IGN, a tweet by Ethan Gott, Gotch uh, reveals that Sony paid $3.5 million to Ark Survival Evolve to PlayStation Plus just for the month of March of 2022. 
This information comes via filing of a U.S. Security Exchange Commission by the partner company of ARC Developer Studio Wildcard. Now, the same report reveals that Microsoft paid $2.5 million to add to Xbox Game Pass library for six months. So get this. So PlayStation paid $3.5 million to get it on their thing for one month. Microsoft paid $2.5 million, a million dollars less than Sony, and they got it on, a, on Game Pass for six months. Okay. On top of that, additionally, Microsoft paid $2.3 million to add its sequel, Arc 2, as a day one Xbox Game Pass release. Okay. So and that's coming out sometime next year in 2023. So what do you think about this, Sarge? PlayStation pays $3.5 million to get Arc on them for one month. And Xbox pays $2.5 million for six months on Game Pass. Does that tell you how much how much traction Game Pass is for 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 Microsoft, where they're they're willing to give them a five times discount, right? Basically, because if they if they pay the same amount for each month, right, they're they're saving and they paid a million dollars less than Sony for and they had six months instead of one. Actually, that's a six times, right? Well, let's let's more and more stories will start to come out like this one. And I'm thankful a story like this did come out because it shows what developers and what companies are paying to be on these service sites, right? And so they're hoping that the traffic there will back them or look at the microtransactions or whatever. And the more this comes out, the more you'll understand why we keep talking about Game Pass the way we're talking about it. Because there is no choice for Sony. They have to do the same thing. There is no choice. There, it just, there just isn't. I, I, I think the benefits outweigh the negatives. I just personally don't like the way the industry is going because it's not about the game anymore. Right. That, that's the part that bothers me about the whole story. Is this, this just shows it's not about the game anymore. It's basically about... Uh, attaining attaining superficial value, addressing it, and then saying, this is what we're offering. Would you give us $15 a month for this service? And most people at this point, they say yes. Because it, we talked about this back in the past, though, that we noticed that the better deals on Game Pass and PS Plus are coming out after the game prices are now risen to $70. Right. So you're, you're basically creating the market where you force people to make the decision. As opposed to the being a slow transition, you bump up the game price, and you're, it's easier to change. It's easier to move over. So going off of what they paid for Arc on PlayStation and what they paid for Game Pass, here's the next story that continues what this is. <laughs> Microsoft reveals how much money Xbox Game Pass rake, racks in. Now, we're, we're on the boat of we've never been against Game Pass as far as we're like, they make a crap ton of money. They make a crap. They ton use of money. the word rake. Yeah, they're using like, the word we, rake. We said they make a crap ton of money. They're making two hundred to three hundred fifty million dollars a month. Okay, to, for for doing literally nothing, right? Doing nothing. So one of the things merged and acquisition is a certain details about each party may spill onto its own open results financial disclosure. Okay, uh, so Brazil recently gave the green light to Microsoft planned a sixty eight point seven billion dollar takeover. Because of that. They they saw they saw the the books right they saw the books and it was, it was outed and they spotted Tweaktown reported the note that Microsoft generated two point nine billion dollars in global revenue from Xbox Game Pass on console last year on console last year on console two point nine last billion year on global revenue for just last year uh, Xbox Game Pass on console last year now this figure doesn't include PC Game Pass 
it's not clear how Game Pass ultimate revenue factors in here. Either, however, Xbox Game Pass subscribers top 25 million last year. Here's the thing, though, Sarge. This doesn't make sense mathematically, okay? Because $2.9 billion divided by 10, okay? 12, 12 months in a year. I understand that, but that's 209 million subscribers. 240, roughly. So, well, if it's $10, if it's $2.9 at $10 a pop, it's I, I just did. I, I just did the I I just did the math. I divided it by twelve. Okay, so whatever. But that doesn't make sense because Game Pass topped at twenty five million that we know. So it's a little it's a little weird. Okay, don't, and don't, and, and that's not including not that's not including the fifteen dollar PC Ultimate. Not weird. The revenue is revenue. Remember the split that microtransactions that Game Pass gets if you buy microtransactions in through Game Pass. So whatever revenue is there, that split is I don't, is added to what Game Pass. I don't think is that, what Game Pass's revenue is. I don't yes. think that goes. I don't think that goes into Game Pass. That goes into digital. That goes into digital sales. Game it's Pass made is by just, Game Pass. just the subscription service. That, that, that's not what they said. They said revenue from Game Pass. Revenue from Game Pass, not specifically revenue from the, from whatever. Revenue from revenue Xbox from Game, Game Pass. Pass on console. Okay, so Xbox Game Pass accounted yep. for eighteen percent of the total Xbox revenue last year. Sixteen. That's crazy. Right. That's fucking madness, dude. Right, sixteen point three billion and twenty three percent of Microsoft games and service revenue, twelve point six billion. The figures a drop in a bucket compared to Microsoft's total revenue of one hundred eighty four point nine billion for twenty twenty one. Right. Uh, the calendar year of Xbox Game Pass accounted for just one point five percent. Think about that. Xbox Game Pass accounted for one point five percent of the total. One hundred eighty-four point nine billion dollars. All right, and it just started. Yeah, it's it's and been it about it's been started. about five years, right? About that. Yeah, but in terms of a service, that's it's that's in it's in its infancy. We just started. Yeah, so it says here, for what it's worth, the report points out that Xbox Game Pass generated sixty million dollars in revenue from Brazil in twenty twenty-one. Intriguing uh, reports also contain details that multi multi-game subscription services for console per Google Translate for Nintendo and Electronic Arts. It pegs those at 932 million for Nintendo Switch online 2021 and 356 million for electronic arts. That's just for people paying the 15 bucks a month or whatever it is. Sony has mentioned in the table that includes these figures, but no dollar value is given for how much made from PlayStation Plus and the defunct PlayStation Now last year. However, the report suggests that Xbox Game Pass accounts for 30 to 40% of console game subscription revenue uh, among the four companies, while Sony had 40 to 50% of the market. Back on the envelope, math suggests that Sony generated up to $4.2 billion from PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now last year. So there you go. Uh, and the reason we bring that up is because we're going to go talk about the next, the, the next thing. But isn't that crazy? $2.9 billion in 2021. You got you to factor that's probably once, once the mobile phone and the cloud gaming and now the Sony, uh, Samsung TVs and then if they come out. It, it's just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. Is there going to be a time, though, Sarge, that they, they hit the saturation point like Netflix does? Of course. Except that if you're breeding gamers, if the time that you're born, you've got a phone in your hand at seven years old or eight years old, depending on your parenting skills, if by the time I get to college, I'm gaming on some level, right. either on my cell phone or in my house. Right. Right? So if... If I count everyone, and in 20 years' time, I count everyone, that's everyone on the planet. Right. Even if they charge a dollar. Everyone. Right. If they everyone. charge a dollar, right. They're, right. 
In 20 years, everyone on the planet would have had a cell phone in their hand, and they have it. Right, you're, you're, you're talking about the population of the so planet. In the future, as soon as you're born, get popped out. It goes, and then they go, here's your phone. <laughs> and and they, they ID tag you, and they're like, beep, there you go. There's your phone. And the baby's like, meh. It just starts scrolling it's, right, it, right it's, from birth. It's, 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 a little, it's a little scary. Look, not everyone likes video games, right? 100% agree. 100%. But you can't argue, cannot argue that by the time you're 10, in 20 years' time, I'm pretty sure at 10, you're getting a phone. At some level, you're getting a phone. So from 10 until you're dead, you have a phone. I'm pretty sure you're gaming on some level, whether it be Tetris, Angry Birds, or the version of the game then. Whatever. Right. You're in. All, basically, the market, the market doesn't become who's a gamer. The market then becomes, how do I get your time? Right, exactly. Right? How do I market to whatever demographic I'm looking at to get their time? And then you're going to have the new, the new group of guys, instead of them being like economists, they're going to be time, time analysts. And they're going to be like, how do I get 20% of the people to spend two hours on my game a week? Right. And that's the marketing. Right. And that's how they're going to figure out how to get you in. Well, Xbox. Like, that's X where we're headed. Xbox doesn't care about that. Xbox, all they want to do is make sure that you get a subscription for a low price at the beginning. And after that three yep. months, there's going to be something that you like or play with a, with a live service game. And you're going to be stuck on there and paying basically a subscription service to play your favorite game. Uh, you know, like a World of Warcraft if it came on the Game Pass or something like that, right? It's all, listen, I, I, I'm, I'm going to stay, I'll put my flag on the ground right now. It's not going to be about games at all. It's going to be about how I market to a person time. Right. Right. Like the movie in time with Justin Timberlake. Okay. Like we're, we're getting close to that where everything's about how much time I have to do what I want to do. Right. In order for me to make money in a, in a game company, I need to have your attention for two hours a week. And if I can't get two hours a week, then I'm not right. making enough money on that, on that person. Right. And I got to change. I gotta change my tactics. Right, they gotta they gotta add some ad revenue to it somehow in some way, shape, or form by advertisers, by your time, by by the it, the price you pay, by the only you only got twenty. Listen, your average person's up sixteen hours, eighteen no, hours. The a average day. person's less than that. It's like eighteen it's hours like, a day. Yeah, it's no, like no, twelve. Up, you're yeah, up. up. The up average person's like twelve. Yeah. So I gotta you I gotta find a way. I gotta I gotta figure a way to get to your time. I gotta figure how to get to you. Right. That's that's the revenue, because it's not about how to get you in the store anymore. Right. I don't need to put an advertisement on anything to get you in the store. The store is in your motherfucking pocket. You right. just walk. The store's here. Right. I just got to get you. I got to get you to get into where I am. Yeah. The game, the game will be forever changed. Uh, George, forever. It's, it's actually a pretty good movie. It's a it's a, it's a movie. I think it's just called Time. Right. In time. In time. In yeah. time. Yeah, it's, it's actually Great. a pretty good movie. It's a good movie. Good yeah. movie, George. So yeah, so the reason we bring up that, and and at the at the very end of this article, it, it did say that PlayStation made more money on their PlayStation Plus slash PlayStation Now, which is four point nine, right? Four point four point two billion compared to Microsoft's two point nine billion. Okay, so now we're going to Microsoft and or and Sony. Sony. Wait, wait until wait till PS Plus and Game Pass make more money during the year than them actually selling the game. Right. Well, it's, it's going to happen. Yeah. 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 That's exactly. Yeah. And, and, and the amount of money they make from it and what they can make into another game is ridiculous. So next story. Microsoft takes the gloves off as it battles Sony for Activision's acquisition. 
Microsoft and Sony are both battling behind the scenes over the Activision Blizzard deal, and Microsoft is no longer pulling the punches with regulators. Okay. So Microsoft pled for its deal on the day of the phase decision last month, and now the gloves are well truly off. Microsoft describes the CMA's concerns as misplaced and says that the regulator adopts Sony's complaints without considering the potential harm to the consumers. You like that, Sarge? How Xbox is like, all right, Sony, now you're gone too far because now you're hurting the consumers. Okay, it's incorrectly riles on on self-serving statements by Sony with significant ex- exaggerating the importance of Call of Duty. Microsoft even excuses the CMA for adopting Sony's complaints without the appropriate level of critical review, suggesting that the regulator is simply just listening too much to what Sony has to say. At the heart of all, back and forth of access of Call of Duty and concerned around the future of game subscriptions, the CMA recognizes that ABK's newest games are not currently available on the subscription service on day one of release, but consider that the many changes as a subscription service continue to grow, says the UK regulator. Now, Tom Warren he has a couple of uh, bullet points here. He says, Microsoft isn't happy with the UK CMA regulators over at Activision Blizzard acquisition comments. It describes the regulators' concerns as misplaced and it adopts Sony's complaints without considering the potential harm. He says, so the CMA concerns are misplaced for the following reasons. Number one, Sony's PlayStation has been the largest console platform for over 20 years with the install base of over 150 million consoles, making it the larger than Nintendo or more than double the size of Xbox, right? So they, they're saying, hey, look, Sony is already ahead of us by at least double of what we have in the in the industry, okay? Sony engages in conduct, number two, Sony engages the conduct today with reflective in the market power in console gaming, including increasing prices of its consoles without fear of losing market share, okay? Number three, to suggest that the incumbent market leader with the clear endurance market power could be foreclosed by the third largest provider as a result of, of losing access to one title is not credible. Okay. There are more than 4,000 games available on PlayStation alone, right? So they're saying, look, this is one game of the 4,000 games that are on that platform as the number one platform with the number one people playing it with the, with the highest market share. There's no way I, that I, I you gotta, take this away is going to hurt I, them. I got to stop you, right? I know you're reading the article as a, as a non-biased person, but you know the guy who wrote this, the lawyers were genius on how to frame this. Oh, you're sure. Like, you don't understand what they're sure. doing, right? Yeah, the, yeah. Framing, the framing of this article is mwah, brilliant. Yeah. It's brilliant. Right? So no, for, go ahead. the fourth one is the evidence shown that less than of PlayStation's monthly active users are playing Call of Duty even without all those games and a highly improbable outcome of hyperbolical uh, foreclosure strategy, the PlayStation gamer base would remain significantly larger than Xbox in today, right? Sony's saying that if you take this game, we're going to lose a huge player base to go to Xbox because you're taking Call of Duty away from us, right? And the fifth one is, since the transaction, has announced, since the transaction was announced, Sony has acquired several game studios, including Bungie, developer of a popular online game, Destiny 2, Haven Studios, uh, Legsigal, and Savage Games, and minority interest in From Software, the developer of the biggest game of 2022, Elden Ring, among other hit games. This complaints, Sony's existing minority shareholding in Epic Games publisher for Fortnite, strong first-party title game catalog, and extensive portfolio exclusive uh, arrangements with third-party publishers, and there there were over 280 exclusive firsts and third-party titles on PlayStation in 2021, nearly five times as many of it than Xbox, right? So they're saying yes. they're going out, spending the money, getting exclusives, right? Like, for instance, Hogwarts has got uh, got 
content coming out for it a year, one full year in advance before anybody else can play it, right? They've done this in the past yep. with Grand Theft Auto. They've done it in the past yep. with Destiny. They've done it in the past. So it's like Jim Ryan is throwing rocks at the glass house. He's like, they're taking yeah. stuff away from us, right? Meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, Xbox the entire time, okay, is saying, we're, we're not taking it away from you. We're, we're not taking away Call of Duty. It's still on. You, you have, still you have on a five-year contract. Yeah. You have, you have a five-year contract. Five-year contract. They're like, they're like you no, contract. you're taking it away from us. It's all. Now, now, obviously, I'm, I'm being funny or whatnot because this is, uh, let me see if it's a full conversation on Twitter real fast, right? I'm being, I'm being funny because it's a podcast, but overall, he, Jim Ryan's doing his job, right? Like as he has to, right? As right. as he's the CEO, protecting protecting the assets right. of the shareholders. As the CEO of the company, he's doing exactly what he's supposed to be doing, and he's coming across though as a little little bitch. He's coming across as look, I'm a, I'm the younger brother, and I said this earlier today. This is like the regulators are mom and dad in the car. Okay, they're driving the car. Xbox and Sony are in the back seat. Sony's the little brother. Bigger brother's Microsoft right now, okay? And Sony's like, he's touching me! And you're like, Microsoft, stop stop touching him. And you're like, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't touch him. We're, he can still have Call of Duty. He can still have it. Stop, just leave it. I will turn this car around. And turn it. Like, like, what is happening, right? They're like, we're not taking anything away but, from you, Sony. But think, but think about it. There, there must be something else in the background. Think about it. Be, just think logically. Think about all the games that are out. Think about all the all the years that they've made money on Call of Duty, right? The obscene amounts of money that everyone's made on Call of Duty because it came out every year, bro. Every year. Every year. Okay. And now well, all year. of a sudden, they missed a couple, but yeah. Oh uh, yeah, come on. Every year, it's almost like Madden. How is it possible that this one game is going to disrupt the entire gaming industry? And Sony thinks that they're going under right. because of it. Yeah. That makes no sense. Because there's something else. There's something else going on, man. There's something else going on. Kujo, you disagree with what? Like, I, I'm saying that he's acting like a complete another fool now. Like he's doing what he's supposed to do, right? He's he's doing what he's supposed to do as the CEO. He's trying to protect the business of his investors, whatnot. That he has to. He has to do what he's doing. But it, it, it's coming across now as a as a baby. He's coming across as all right, Jim. You need to calm down now. Okay, they're not taking anything away from you. Because look, I, I said this earlier, Sarge. Let's say Activision wasn't being bought, and Activision still has the contract with Sony as it stands. Let's say it was five years, and at the end of that five years, Activision makes another contract. Right? They say at the end of five years, we're renegotiating our contract. That contract is just moving. The new owners, and they're like, "Hey, we're giving you the option to buy like." Five years. We're adding three years on top of the other contract that you already had. And they're like, this is unreasonable. You're only giving us five years. It's like, what was your original deal? Was it five years? Because we're giving you five years, but you lost three of them already with Activision. Now we're buying Activision. We're giving you three on top of the two. We're giving you five years. And at the end of that, we'll renegotiate, but we're not taking it away from you. Why? Because we're spending $70 billion and we need to make our money back faster right. rather than right. later. Right? Right. And yet Sony's like, right. take, it away. Take, take, take it away from us. Like, like they're freaking out. I don't think they're going it's under. Just, it's just they're hubris. acting like in accordance hubris, of yeah. how they would direct to act by the share. Absolutely, creature. That's what I'm saying. He's doing what he's supposed to do. But now it's coming across as a, a, a little bit. Like uh, a lunatic. Yeah, yeah. he's going on a world this tour. Is the, we're, 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 still, to... we're still talking about one game, right? 
We're not talking about like an entire division of companies. We're talking about one game, right? Just the one game? Just Call of Duty. I mean, right. He's not talking about Diablo, Overwatch, just Call of Duty. Just right, Call I don't, Duty. I don't get it. I don't get it. Seems a little weird. Just seems weird to me for yeah, one game. There's there's definitely more to it, right? So here let me read on here. It says consumer adoption of cloud gaming remains low. Arming or degrading rival services would significantly set back adoption of the technology, protecting the market-leading incumbents, i.e. Sony on console, Apple and Google on mobile, as well as the Steam on PC. Xbox as a platform, which is the last place in console, seventh place in PC, and nowhere in mobile game dis distribution globally has no incentive to do this. Instead, its incentive is to encourage the widespread adoption of cloud gaming technology by the many providers as possible to encourage the major shift in consumer behavior required for cloud gaming, right? So they're coming out saying, look, we're third, we're seventh, we don't have any market in mobile whatsoever, right? But obviously, Microsoft behind that is doing this. They're like, soon as this deal goes through and we get our other cloud-based systems going, we're going to make our own market and we're going to rule the world, right? That's that's basically, but they're downplaying everything. They're like, no, no. Of course they are. Seventh. Of course they seventh. are. Right. They downplay themselves the whole time. But why, why is it this moment in time, Microsoft's the devil and everybody else is the small child who's being, who's being threatened? When every other time a business makes a move or pivots or starts their own division of the world and they actually promote it and then run it, it happens all the time. This all of a sudden becomes the issue. It becomes an antitrust issue. It becomes all this all this nonsense all of a sudden. I'm dude, the Call of Duty is gonna change the world. This this piece of shit game over the last three years is gonna cause all kinds of problems. One game. Yeah. One game. It, it, it's it's amazing to me that that a company that made Call of Duty Vanguard is 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 the game changer. Now, now obviously, Call of Duty is a good game. People, it's a it's a well received it game. It was thirty million people. They sold over four hundred million units of of the of total of this whole of this whole series. It's 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 you can't compare it to any other game, right? I mean, not even Grand Theft Auto. It just sells because it comes out every goddamn year, and, and it sells twenty million. 30 million copies. It, it constantly just prints money, right? Especially with Warzone now with the microtransactions. They made $1.9 yeah, billion dollars just last year in microtransactions. Exactly. So yeah. if I fast forward the clock, if I fast forward six years from now and, and, and Call of Duty is no longer on PlayStation, just to say, meanwhile, the game still comes out broke, buggy, and fucking garbage. But now it's on play. Now it's on Game Pass. So now nobody cares it's garbage. It's just part of my subscription. I, I think this is great, right? right? George just brought it up. Microsoft could buy it and shut it down. Odd mission accomplished, right? Basically, <laughs> just, that's, we, 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 talk, we talked about that last week. We're yeah. like, just buy it and yeah. shut it down. Just, just completely shut yeah. it down. Like, just get rid of it. Yeah. Just, just shoot it in the head <laughs> and like, be done with it. Like, fuck it. I, I would die laughing, Like, dude. fuck it. If you don't uh, want us to have it, nobody can have it. <laughs> they just... They, <laughs> I I see I, I do see this though right I can can you see them shutting down COD Are you serious I I can see this happening Oh my god right, right now the the extended contract at the end of that contract what's happening right now with Jim Ryan what he's doing I can see Microsoft at the end of the five year contract they go No we're done with you we're we're we are not negotiating with you anymore Call of Duty is now exclusive on Xbox Have a good day and then Sony goes Fine then Destiny is exclusive for PlayStation. And everyone's like, okay, this is how we're going to do it, right? That's that's what's going to happen. They're gonna, there's going to be a line drawn in the sand, and people are going to start choosing sides. That's what it is.
But he's like, fine, you want to call of duty? Every game that comes out third party is now exclusive for Xbox or, or for PlayStation because we're paying the money. What's gonna happen? Yeah, but but don't forget that then then Sony would have to offset the loss of revenue from Destiny from someplace else, right? In order to make up for that loss, right? If they don't put Destiny on Xbox, I, I'm just saying, just jokingly. I I, 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 I just, yeah. but I still think it's hilarious. Yeah. The the tactics that are being used for this one game, something else. Something else is on the plate. We don't see it. Of course we're not. not in, we're not in the know. Something else is going on, man. Something else is happening. Here, here, here's the thing. I think Sony, <laughs> Sony knows. Creature! <laughs> Sony knows that once this goes through, right? Once this goes through, they have major IPs. I, I think, I'll be honest with you, I think PlayStation should be more worried not really worried. I shouldn't say we should be worried, but when when they go all the way goes through with this this deal, and World of Warcraft becomes a a console game, console game, right, and is now going to be on PlayStation and now be on Xbox and now be on PC, and they have to pay they have to pay thirty percent of all the the people that are playing that game over to them, right? Because Microsoft doesn't care. They're like, yeah, just give us ten cents. Just give us twenty cents. Just give us thirty cents they, per, they, per dollar. They, they become the credit card company. Yes. They become the credit card company. Right. Right. So right. they don't. They're, they're not. They're not making a product at that point. They're just collecting the pennies. It's Superman three. Look, I'm just shaving pennies. That's all, all I'm doing. All, all I'm saying is, once this deal goes through with uh with them with Activision, 2024, you're gonna hear another sale go on, and they're gonna be like EA take two. They're, they're Microsoft's gonna go. Oh EA, I think I think EA is next, man. I, I've heard some rumors now. I, I, did I mention it in one of your in one of your morning uh, shows? Uh, there's a, there's a rumor going on right now that there's a there's a big uh, co- a gaming company on stage right now on the block to be bought. They're not. They're that could not, be that not could be Ubisoft. That could be Square Enix. That could be yeah. That could be anybody? No, I know, I know, but it's out there. So I'm right now. I'm I'm just searching stocks right now. I'm trying to figure out who it is. So that's that's the uh, that's Microsoft. I just think it's funny, man, that he he is just constantly he's doing they're doing a rock tour over here. He's doing yeah. across the world, screaming. He's 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 spending the shareholders' money driving flying around to all these places, to talk to the regulators. No one wants EA. <laughs> Come on, My, dude. Microsoft you, will take you. You don't want EA, yeah. but everybody wants the Madden, Madden and FIFA yeah. stuff. Come if you, on, if you man. Take Madden and FIFA, you're you're good. Yeah, you're good forever. So, the next one is uh, a quick story. Bethesda, Pete Hines, gets a promotion. So, Bethesda employee, former senior vice president of global marketing, Pete Hines, receives a major promotion. Uh, Pete Hines has been an important public figure in the company. Uh, New reports that the game industry biz, Pete Hines, the former vice president, global marketing, Bethesda, is recently promoted to head global publishing. Uh, Aaron uh, Losey is current senior vice president of global marketing and will lead all the Bethesda global marketing and communication efforts going forward. Hines is uh, humbled by the promotion and excited to contribute towards many Bethesda's <laughs> upcoming games. And the Bethesda veteran continues his 23-year career at the company and with a prominent role extending across various regions around the world. He's, he's not promoted, man. Nobody else wanted the job. <laughs> like, <they're> like, <laughs> yeah. like, we got an opening. We need someone to fill it. And they're like, who wants it? And they're I was like, like, no. They're like, and they're uh, like, Pete, Pete you got to take yeah, it. Yeah, Pete. Pete, you're the last guy. You're the only. You're the only senior guy left. You yeah. have to take it. Been here 23 years. Uh, we're giving it to you. I don't want it. Yeah, we're giving it to yeah, you. Right. 
he's humbled. Of course he's humbled. He's like, I don't want that piece of shit job. It's I a, know what this means. It's 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 a it, you it's know a, what it means to him? It, it means he's retiring it's in three years. Right, that's what it, it's, that's it, what it means. It's a it's a million dollar bonus, uh, and then you get a, an additional three hundred thousand dollars a year. He's like, all right, fine, I'll take it. I'll yeah, take it because he knows he knows he's stepping down in three years. That's this is basically the end game for Pete Hines. <laughs> Matter of fact, let's put that in the big book of bull right now. Big, mark the wait, time stamp. Wait, is that it? Hold on. Big yep. book of bull. Hold on. I gotta. Where's my let's big book of bull? Let's mark the time. Big book of bull. Go ahead, Sarge. Hold on. I gotta. I gotta set it. Set the time. Big book of bull. Okay. Big book of bull. All right, Sarge. Yep. What's the big book of bull? What? What? What is? Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm putting the flag in the ground right now. After After Pete Hines accepts this, he is now promoted to this this position. Okay. I I am saying it now. Three years. Three years. So 2026. Pete Hines stepping out. 2026 or 2025? Stepping out, stepping okay. out. Three years from now. It'll be the end of uh, it's a 2023. End of, end, end of 25. All right. Yeah, no, 23, 24, 25. End of 25, October ending 25. Right. By then, Pete yeah. Hines is stepping out. Done. Retired, done. Leaving, leaving but, the well, company. Yeah, I, we, we don't get specifics. We'll do specifics, but I'm pretty sure stepping down will be the term, but he'll be done because at that point, so much chaos would have happened between Starfield, between Starfield yeah. and Elder Scrolls Six. It'll be over for him. Over. <laughs> over. Big, big book of bull. Let's let's end cap it. We gotta play it again. Big prediction by Sarge. Uh, I'm I'm at I'm at like 70-80% here. I don't know what you guys are talking about. I'm on a roll. Okay. So big book of bull. Okay, the next story is Starfield. Okay, Starfield has over four times. Four times, Sarge. The dialogue is Skyrim and Todd Howard's favorite speech system ever. Okay, just to put it in perspective, put it in perspective, uh, Skyrim, okay, Skyrim uh, dialogue. Okay, currently, uh, currently Skyrim's at 60,000 dialogue, okay? Fallout 4 is approximately 111,000 dialogue, and Starfield's at 252 thousand nine hundred and fifty three lines of dialogue and counting sarge okay that's the real reason starfield got delayed is because they have to put more dialogue (laughs) dialogue options in bro if you this game was supposed to come out one month from now this game was supposed to come out one month from now if you think i believe for a moment that the dialogue is the bonus for this game to be exciting for me you guys are dreaming you guys are dreaming Oh my God! So much dialogue, <laughs> so so exciting. And please, they please have stop. they have a speech Just system. Stop. So the speech system that they have, I'll, I'll I'll put it up on screen right now. The speech system they have is that you'll be talking to someone. If you look at the very bottom, it says persuasion. Then it says you have three turns, okay? And then you spend points. And if you persuade that person, get those points. Yeah. But I don't know what you use those points in as of right now. I'm sure it's a hidden algorithm that's behind the scenes but, that no one knows what it does anyway. But you get this. So that that's one thing. Now, Todd Howard no, also yeah, yeah. says that Starfield is a hard sci-fi even for its ship, and it doesn't run out of fuel now. So he said that the ship... <laughs> he, he said that the ship... The ship, they thought about it, and they said, once you run out of fuel, it kind of just ends the game type of thing, and they didn't know what to do. What? So they decided what? to make the ship where it doesn't run out of fuel now. <laughs> I love I love Sarge's laugh. 
There's nobody else worried. There's nobody else worried about a game where the guys are trying to figure out if the fucking ship runs out of gas or not. Are we it's, serious it's, with it's, this, it's, dude? A, it's a hard sci-fi game, but, but even, you don't I run out of fuel. No Man's I Sky, you run out of breathe. fuel. Like, if I run out of fuel in oh, No Man's Sky, I have, to, I have to resource gather to Ooh. get more fuel. In Starfield, <laughs> I don't run out of fuel anymore. Oh, I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't, I can't so, even imagine what that is. Okay, so let me read it. Howard discussed the game's tone in the new video, which answers a few questions about the game. Asked about still burning hard sci-fi debate, Howard remarks that I never quit. Or I never quite know. That's always like, uh, what do you think this is? And I think this is more hard to us, hard sci-fi fiction, where you can draw the line that here's how many explored space and look at our ships and say, we have some visual identity back to that. But if trapped, question because of the video game, it continues a hard, fi a hard science fiction video game would be that you die in space cold. A good example is how uh, how we were really into uh, fuel and how the gravity drives works. I'm reading papers on quantum physics, bending space in front of you, and you don't actually warp. You bring the space towards you. Uh, we were we were playing we were playing that, and it became very punitive to the player. Your ship would run out of fuel, and the game would just stop. You just want to get back to what you were doing. So you recently changed that we don't run out of fuel on the ship. And your ship and the gravity drive limits how far you can go at once, but it doesn't run out of fuel, right? So, I think I think we've gone too far when we have to know quantum mechanics in order to make a fucking video to, game, bro. To bring it, I don't, you. I don't think it's necessary. I think, I think, listen, I think we might have overstepped the bounds in in reality right now. If you guys are concentrating on 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 actual science for for the actual video game, listen, Mass Effect didn't run out of fuel. Okay, they made up a bunch of stuff, the greatest trilogy of all time, and you guys are you guys are reading papers on quantum physics to make no. goddamn shit. They're gonna need more than another year, man. But here's the thing, right? <clears throat> Last week we talked about a rumor, okay, rumor of that they had a date oh of God. December 29th. I Meaning it could be it could be a just a you know a, a bookmark, like just a placeholder type of thing. <laughs> but it's supposed to be out in one month, and they they postponed it now to 2023, and it's not it's not looking good. It's not looking good. We'll see what happens once it comes out. Over under when it comes out, Sarge, will it have less or more bugs than Fallout 76? I'm sorry, repeat that question. Less, higher or lower? Will it have more or less bugs than Fallout 76 when it launches? More or less bugs than 76? Yes. I'm going to have to go with more, Bob. Because we know we know it's going to have <laughs> bugs. Is it going to have more bugs or less bugs than Fallout 76? Way more. Okay. Way more. Way more. George says, I'm pretty sure space glitching 76 is already done. <laughs> there will be no, no hiding the bugs and glitches. <laughs> they don't have to hide it. It'll be prominently displayed, George. It's going to yeah. be on Game Pass day one. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It that's, that's <clears> doesn't matter. Key. That's the big key. You don't have to pay for this, right? You don't. <laughs> you don't. You, you don't have you don't, to pay to understand quantum physics. You don't have to pay seventy dollars for this. You just have to pay the ten dollar price tag or fifteen dollar price tag for Game Pass to play this game. So now here's here's the perfect example, right? If it's only exclusive on Xbox, right? If it's only exclusive on Xbox, and it's not on PlayStation, and you and you and you buy this game for Xbox. I don't know why you would buy it if you just pay for Game Pass. That's what they want you to do. They want you to pay for Game Pass. 
don't buy the game because it doesn't matter because if the servers shut down, you're going to lose the game anyway. So they're like, just pay us a monthly fee to bet this game. And if you're angry about it, you're weird because you didn't pay for it. There's a thousand other games you can play on Game Pass, so don't worry if it sucks. Not going to make or break the franchise. I know they said that for, for Halo, right. but I'm just going to take that and put it to everything now. Right? It's not going to yep. make or break the franchise. Fable, next Fable, doesn't matter. Not going to make or break the franchise. Why? It's on Game Pass. Starfield, not going to make or break the franchise. It's the first in this franchise, but it's it's on Game Pass, right? So you're not buying it for full price, so you can't be angry. Just play it. You'd be right. like, I mean, I'm going to play it. I'm telling you right now. I'm going to play it. Why? Stay with me, chat. Stay with me. It's on Game Pass. It's on Pass. Game Pass. Right. It's on Game Pass. Right? So, obviously, I'm going to play it. All right? That's it. So, yeah, Todd Howard learning quantum physics to figure <laughs> the out way, that the, the ship wit. doesn't need a gas tank. So, now the visual stuff the that they're putting that they on the game about this. Uh, is just going to make you go farther. That you can you put the, the bigger tanks on means absolutely nothing now, but now, now it makes you go farther. Travel farther in the map to... That's not that's not like basic math. Bigger tank means better distance. I I can wrap my head around that. All right. So the next the next one I want to talk about, Sard. <clears throat> I can't take any more, bro. I'm gonna have a heart attack. I don't you know. Better, I don't know if I should play the music and 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 you know we'll, we'll probably get hit a little bit. I don't know. I'll, I'll mute it. No, just turn the music off. Just mute it. I get hit. Just anyway. mute it. I'll I'll keep it. Is Sonic Frontier? Let me tell you. This is the combat. This says combat and upgrades. Okay, this is what it is. Look at the look at the video it shows. Okay, I gotta show I, I, you gotta listen to it though. You gotta listen to how boring it is. Okay, here it is. Okay. Oh wait, I gotta I gotta put the I gotta I gotta put the, the sound on. Come on. Sonic also has a standard moveset, including a homing attack, like it's just, drop dash and stomp at the beginning of the game. Not look while Exciting. these moves are effective against normal enemies, you'll need to I'm level sure, look, up and unlock new skills if you want to take on bigger and stronger foes. All right, I'm going to mute it there. Okay, hear how he's talking about it and see what it is. This game looks excruciating boring. It looks boring. Now, obviously, if I'm a kid, I, I see Sonic. This might be fun, okay? But it just does not look like a fun Show you the skill tree. Oh, you didn't, you, you know what, guys? I'm sorry. I, I didn't even show you. Here you go. It wasn't up on the screen. Heard the volume, but you didn't. So this, this looks absolutely boring. It doesn't look exciting in any way, shape, or form. It looks very mediocre. They keep showing this goddamn barren world, right? All these worlds are just barren. There's nothing of any substance on this at all. Sarge, what do you what do you make of this this trailer? Sonic Frontier looks fun. I definitely put this on my well, uh, on my list to get. Well, I, I'm glad for you, Gaming Fire. It looks absolutely excruciating, boring. I mean, I I don't want to go as negative as you because I grew up with Sonic, but I I, I will I will allow the game to do what it's going to do first before I, I reserve any judgment. Before I reserve any judgment, but I I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I, I'm not even in the age bracket of Sonic anymore, no. right? It would have to be for like an eight-year-old or a ten-year-old. But like, I see, I see what you're saying about the world. 
I'm allowing I'm allowing the developers to allow Sadek to grow into a different direction, and let's see if the current people who remember Sonic watch the movie and actually want to know about the character and play a game. Let's see if they attach themselves to it there if if and when if and when the game comes out and it bombs then we will know the answer but until then i can't stop laughing from the whole starfield thing so i'm gonna let this i'm gonna let this one go because i i don't want to beat the dead horse yet this, this thing I, i'm <clears throat> either either the draw distance in this game is horrific and you can't see stuff in the background or there's nothing in the background right like, I'm hoping, look, if you want to get this game, I hope it's a great game for you. I hope that you pay $70 for this game, and it's everything that you want it to be, okay? But this game, God, it looks absolutely... And I, and I don't know if the game is more than this. Everything they show is always this desolate, bare land stuff, okay? Maybe it gets better, but they have to start showing it. Now, the reviews of this, a couple months ago when they played it, from all the people that played it, said it looked like... They were playing with Vaseline on the screen. They said it was very blurry. It was very, like, like toned. It was very slow. It doesn't feel like Sonic. $59.99. I'm sorry. $59.99. I hope it's everything it's <laughs> worth for you. Okay? Like, to me, this just doesn't look... There's four fan-made games that are open-world like this, and every single one of them looks better than this. Fan-made. Okay? You can go buy. Or download, whatever. So I hope Gaming Fire, you get this, and you're like, this is an awesome game. I 100% check it out, 30, because this is an amazing game. It comes out November 8th. Everything I've seen so far from it has not sold me. Now, as a, as a, as a, uh, a person that's trying to sell a game to somebody, right, you, it might, it, it might appeal to Gaming Fire, okay, but it doesn't appeal to me. And as the company that's making these games and makes these trailers to hype you up, Gotham Knights, the last trailer they put out, even though it was a cinematic trailer, that got some emotion, right? And I was like, oh, man, that's exciting. Now, we don't know how this game is going to be, but that goddamn trailer, sort of like what Destiny does. Destiny hypes up their trailer, and when you watch a Destiny trailer, you're like, god damn, that's, that looks like a good game. That looks like a fun game, okay? And then you play the game, and you're like, man, this is repetitive and so fun, right? <clears throat> but that's the job of the, of the developer, to sell you a game. And Sonic has literally failed to do that for seven months now. When they show, when they've started showing the content of this game, it looks so boring. Even the guy who's talking about it sounds bored with it. Okay, so that's Sonic. <clears throat> Go ahead, Sarge. Were you gonna say something? When when is it when is it slated to actually release? November eighth. Less than a month. So around around the corner. Yep, right around right. the corner. Okay. This last story that we're gonna talk about. Last story we're going to talk about. We're going to watch. We're going to try to watch. Uh, I'm going to put it at 1.5 times. Okay. 1.5 times speed. If it's too fast, I'll change it. Well, 1.25 will do. Okay. This is Legacy Gaming. They're a big channel. Check them out. They got to play. They got to play the first Ascendant for 50 hours. Okay. I just want you to listen to some of the stuff they have to say about this game. Okay. So here we go. And Sarge, if you're going to speak, um, your, your volume is going to mix with this. So let me pause and then, then you can speak. This looks like, a, this looks like it's going to have some problems here. 
swept up in the fervor of a promising new looter shooter. Hey there friends, it's Livid here, and welcome back to Legacy Gaming. Today our team is bringing you a special look at Nexon's upcoming game, The First Descendant, and sharing our brutally honest impressions after a combined 50 hours of testing during a special preview event. free-to-play looter shooter coming at us from the Korean developer Nexon. The game is just now launching its first beta on October 20th, but our channel, like many others, were given access a bit early so we could really put the title through its paces. And let me tell you, we did our due diligence. First off, let me at 720. Uh, it looks interesting. It looks impressive visually. Looks impressive visually. I, I think Duplis, it looks more like, uh, it, it acts more like Warframe than it does gear. Not only were Kodiak and I playing and collecting footage, but we brought in some backup and even played with some other content creators to help us fill in the gaps, as we really aim to put the game's group content to the test. However, before we get into all of that, we need to take it way back to the beginning of our experience with the first Ascendant. When you fire up the game, your first task will be to pick which of the three starting characters you want to play. Your first option is Lapik, a more traditional soldier-esque character equipped with a bionic arm that allows him to shoot out exploding projectiles. The second option, Viesa, is all about her ice abilities. She's a pure damage dealer with a number of icy moves in her toolkit. Finally, we have Ajax, the tankiest of our starters and the most defensive character in the game at this point. Ajax is capable of throwing down a number of different shields that become big game changers in cooperative play. If you'd like to go more in depth with these characters, we do have a video covering that as well. Now, one thing that you don't have to worry about are the stats. Now, each of these three starting characters are balanced the exact same way, on paper, even though they have drastically different playstyles. I also want to mention that your character doesn't determine what weapons you can use. Every character can use every weapon, so that's one less thing that you need to think about when making this choice. Now, ultimately, you'll be able to unlock all of the characters in the game. So that'll very, require some serious. This is very Warframe-ish right here. You can unlock all the frames, all the characters in the game, right? What were you going to say, Sarge? You, you Serious farming, as we'll touch on that in just a bit. I think Nexon really sets things up nicely here. You get three interesting characters with diverse movesets as your main choices. And to be completely honest, they're all pretty good. At this point in our experience, the excitement was building, but we still had a long way to go to determine if the game was in a good shape. With our characters selected, it was time to start the absolute grind that is the first Descendant leveling process, which is, for a lack of a better term, atrocious. Atrocious. Look, we'll talk about the actual gameplay soon, but the truth is Nexon really underdeveloped the leveling experience because as it currently stands, you move from one mission to the next doing the exact same thing on repeat, zone after zone. Every mission pulled from the same three or four tropes, and the devs simply replicated those from one mission to the next. Go to X location, kill waves of enemies as they spawn, defend some random beacon or box, and interact with the one item in an otherwise entirely empty world. It's the blandest of bland, on par with New World's original leveling experience, which pulls from the same playbook. Bottom line, the questing is bad. And considering that we all experience the game with a two times XP multiplier enabled, I have no doubt that many players won't reach the that end game before burning out be unless they make ferocious. some drastic changes. The real compound issue here is that leveling isn't a one and done process. There is a system in game that requires you to reset your character back to level one in order to get arch crystals. Now these are used for rune socketing, something vital to character progression. Bottom line, you'll be running through the leveling experience a lot. And that's not good considering how monotonous it really is. The saving grace here was the gunplay itself, which I will happily admit is good. The mechanics of moving around the world and firing your weapon and abilities is fun and satisfying. And let's be clear, that's a big deal in looter shooters, because if Nexon got that aspect of the game wrong, you better believe people will be bailing before they ever reach any sort of endgame. Now what works well is the game's faster pacing. It's a bit more arcadey when it comes to the movement, but that actually works well with the content. Anything slower or heavier just wouldn't fit the nature of the game. 
You were shocked to find, however, that certain things like crouching, hiding behind cover, and ledge grabbing just aren't a part of the game. It's 2022, and for these basic systems not to be part of the game, it's a bit of a letdown. However, the gameplay is still strong enough that those issues aren't the end-all be-all, but we definitely like to see them added. There's quite a few times that I found myself getting shot at that I'd wish, oh man, if I could just crouch a half an inch here, I'd be safe. But I couldn't. Now your character skills are the real shining star here. They're interesting, impactful, and for the most part, really satisfying to use. Every character does have one really strong ability that is kind of like an ultimate, but not really. So the lack of a true ultimate does leave a little to be desired, especially for a PvE-only game. But at the end of the day, it's one of the highlights of the first Ascendant. I think I can speak for our whole squad when I say it's genuinely fun to play around with your kit, experiment with your abilities, and learn how to weave them into the gunplay. Now what's sorely lacking is any sort of evolution to these skills. Even at level 40, the cap during our preview period, there's seemingly nothing that changes the nature of your abilities. And that's something I think the team should seriously explore further, especially considering the fact that the game's rune system is so expansive. There's a lot of room for added depth, and it would only enhance one of the best aspects of the game. If you want a detailed look at how the runes function in-game, consider checking out our ultimate rune guide. As it stands right now, a grenade ability will always just be a grenade ability. And while it's fun to use, it becomes repetitive, and there's certainly more that could be done to create a sense of uniqueness. On the flip side of the gameplay experience are the guns. First, let me say, they feel great. Shooting each weapon is an enjoyable part of the combat, top to bottom. Assault rifles feel distinctly different than scout rifles, which feel different than beam weapons, so on and so forth. The issue here is that for all the cool looking weapons and icons, there's no real differentiators within a specific type of weapon. Machine guns all feel nearly the same. So much so that most of the creators we talked to, including ourselves, completely stopped caring about all the cool weapons we had in our inventories because deep down, we knew they would all function exactly the same as something we had experienced before. I even spent the time to go through every weapon we had access to, confirming this lack of variety. Now, you'll be happy to know that we did dig a little deeper and we picked the developers' brains on this topic to confirm if this is how weapons are going to be upon full release. Their answer? It turns out there will be a third tier of weapon in the yellow legendary rarity oh, that will feature perks, unique weapon. effects depending on the weapon. Depending on the perk, the weapons will have a special usage and play a critical role as an essential gimmick for fighting Colossus. Now, these perks can be further developed through enhancement, with the required materials being obtained by dismantling certain weapons. Now, this should hopefully add meaningful choice to endgame weapons. So, as it stands right now, shooting the weapons? Lots of fun. But until we get a taste of those higher tier weapons, that fun will likely wear off quickly, especially considering the beta will still be limited to epic tier weapons and gear. Just know, more is coming, so keep an eye out here for news on that. Feels like Outriders now, a minute or so ago, I mentioned the rune system, and it's important that we spend some time talking about this, because it's one of the most expansive systems in the game. This is very much a system inspired by the likes of Warframe, which the first Descendant is destined to be compared to, as unlocking and using Descendants is pretty much on par with how Warframe handles their frames. The system itself is a bit overwhelming at first, but once you get the hang of it, it becomes really a key aspect of your progression, especially once you push towards endgame content. Runes come in a number of different flavors. Storm runes, torrent runes, wave runes, thunder runes. Lots of runes, chat. Hope you got your, your wallets ready, because uh, the time to get these runes is probably going to cost a lot. Haze runes and descendant runes. As you play the game, you'll pick up a healthy amount of these. Each rune is directly tied to enhancements within a certain weapon type. For example, Torrent runes will enhance your machine guns, tactical rifles, and beam rifles. That means anything you slot in as a torrent rune will only augment the stats of those weapons. Now the runes themselves are rather vanilla. Most of the basic tier offerings enhance a single stat, like attack or critical hit chance. The Things get test. a bit more interesting in epic tier with the hybrid runes that enhance one stat while slightly reducing another stat. It makes for some decent management as you start to lean into a specific style of play, and becomes an essential part of your pre-game ritual ahead of void intercept battles, the available endgame content. Now, Descendant runes are the odd option out, as their enhancements are more about your character. Now, these runes can increase resistances, affect the raw power of your skills, and provide you with a number of flat stat bonuses. Again, nothing that exciting, but nonetheless important. Now, there are a few other options tied to this system as well, such as enhancing runes, increasing their power, as well as combining runes to create new runes. You can even change up the rune symbol on a slot to pair with the rune placed on it, directly cutting its overall cost in half. 
Now, like I said before, it's the most expansive system in the game, albeit not super deep. Now, this is where I think the team can explore further if they want to drive more meaningful change to the way a character plays. Right now, runes are largely flat stat boosts, which is a boring and antiquated way of progressing your character. I can't lay into that enough. I think everyone would be much more interested in a system that allows you to slot runes that actually change the way you play, allowing for more customization that fits the need of the challenge I'm preparing for. Now with the current system, you spend a lot of time doing the math to figure out how to eke out just a few more percentage points of gains or avoid a certain element of damage type. And that's just not something a vast majority of players are gonna wanna spend time doing over and over again. Couple that with the fact that there is no loadout system for these runes that carry over across oh, all your unlocked system. characters. So you can't even save a build if you wanna swap over. That's not good. Now runes, while not perfect, already play a massive role in the game, especially when you consider that the game's group content, void intercept battles, are incredibly promising. Once you queue up, your team of four will be teleported into the void, where you'll take on a Colossus, a massive boss with weak points and a number of raid-style mechanics. I can't say this system is entirely new or super unique, but it is damn fun. And even though we were playing as a three stack, we had a great time trying to take down these larger-than-life enemies. My only real critique with this part of the game is the fact that the scaling is just not right. At max level, with a fine selection of weapons and runes, we were still struggling to take on anything around our level. Bump that up even more to a Colossus above our level, and forget it. It's entirely possible that we were missing some key rune or system in taking these harder enemies down, but it was certainly not obvious if it was there. Now this system could be great for the game, and I hope the team realizes that. There are some kinks to work out for sure, but Void Intercept Battles are already in a great shape, and if the team can find a way to expand and perfect this part of the game, I think players will come to enjoy this aspect of the First Ascendant and find it to be a key reason for sticking around. Now what's shocking is that outside of Void Intercept Battles, the world is seemingly empty. Sure, the First Ascendant is built in Unreal Engine 5, and things look gorgeous, but pretty games just aren't enough anymore. While leveling and exploring the world, have it's impossible to actually care about any of it because it's all so bland. The three zones we got to explore, Kingston, the Albani Mountains, and the Red Desert, were devoid of nearly everything that makes up a great game world. Roaming enemies don't really exist, NPCs are non-existent minus one or two at the start of the zone, and buildings are devoid of all character, and rarely do they factor into the gameplay. Sadly, there's just nothing unique or special about each part of the world that helps it stand out aside from the palette like swap. Better looking you can tie this back into our discussion about the questing, you can start to understand why it was such a boring experience. The only splash of color in an otherwise bland experience was the grappling hook that every character gets. It allows you to explore the world both horizontally and vertically, which is nice. But sadly, it isn't a physics or momentum-based tether like Spider-Man's web-slinging or Pathfinder and Apex. Instead of a buttery smooth grapple that launches you smoothly around objects and carries momentum, it instead sends you directly to your target, then shoots you upward, killing all momentum entirely and making it impossible to weave into combat. Now, if we go back to the fact that the game again doesn't have any sort of ledge grapple mechanic, you can really begin to see how clunky the grapple actually is. Now, this could be a great aspect of the game if reworked to focus purely on smooth, blended traversal. It's not bad right now. It's just not as good as it could potentially be. Now, I want to be fair here to the developers, and I do need to caveat all this with the fact that we were only playing with a somewhat small group of content creators. Because of that, there weren't nearly as many people to start up missions around you as you are roaming around, which could explain the lack of intended enemy density, but that's not a good thing for a game to rely on. At the end of the day, the Ingress continent is just not that interesting. That's a big problem if Nexon hopes to make this game stand out in the genre, when something like Warframe and Destiny just offers so much more. What's also not going to help is the game's story, which isn't laid out in a way that makes it that interesting. You get a few cutscenes early on that present you to the big bad, but throughout our entire leveling experience, those story moments just never truly landed. Again, we only got to explore three zones, so we didn't get the full scope of the game. But like I said before, you meet maybe one or two NPCs out in the world, and there's nothing about them that helps you connect to the story of the First Ascendant. All I can really say is that a relic called the Heart of Iron is really important to the bad guy. Why? Something something world ending Sounds destruction. Like but you generally have a hard time caring when all we're doing is the same three mission archetypes over and over again. It's important to realize that all of these shortcomings connect to the overall experience in the game. 
The first Descendant is a PvE-only title, which means story and systems are vital to making the game unique. Sure, you could say that the endgame is all that matters, and while that may be true for some people, if the experience and systems leading up to the endgame are flawed, I doubt one aspect of the endgame will save this early stages of a potentially promising boat from sinking. And we've said countless times that the journey is just as important as the destination when it comes to anything for a rewarding experience. I'm not saying the game is destined to fail, but I think you'll find that once the vast majority of players have access to the beta, a lot of what I'm saying is going to be echoed across the community. When you step back, you do have to realize one thing. The first Descendant is going to be a free-to-play title, which means you lose absolutely nothing by checking out for yourself. And honestly, I recommend you do that. I hate that he said that. The one thing I disagree with. Well, it's free-to-play, so, so you set a bar, right? Well, it's free-to-play, so this is what it's going to be. Well, you'd be dumb not to try it type of thing. Betas are meant to give players the chance to test the game and provide feedback to the developers. And since the first Descendant doesn't have a concrete release date, it's a good opportunity to let the team know what can be approved upon. I also don't want to ignore that the game has a premium currency, just like Warframe. And here, it allows you to basically unlock base Descendants quickly and get the resource needed for rune socketing quickly. Ah, uh, there it is. For quicker rune socketing. As well. Now, will it immediately turn some players off? For sure but it's pretty on par with Warframe, so I'm gonna let it slide. While I'd like to say that I enjoyed every minute within the game, that's simply not the case. I definitely had a blast with the Colossus fights and exploring some character builds, but it's a luster that didn't last long with such limited options at our disposal. Other systems like character abilities and the gunplay mechanics are good, but there's just too much weighing down the experience that feeds into those things. A boring questing system, an uninspiring world, and cool looking weapons that don't end up feeling unique, there's just too many systems that don't reach their full potential. We haven't seen all the game has to offer, but what's on the table right now definitely doesn't fill our appetite that this genre is capable of delivering, and it's important to be honest and convey that as absolute fans of the looter shooter genre. Now while this isn't a worth your time review, and primarily a first impressions of a game still not released, I am confident in our assessment that the game in its current state will struggle to resonate with the voracious looter shooter community. First Descendant has a long road ahead of it if it hopes to stand out in the genre, and we genuinely hope the developers take these criticisms to heart. Alright, that's where I'll end it there, because then they just go into... I'm gonna put I'm gonna put the uh, the link channel. Uh, go over there real fast. Hit the like button. I'm gonna hit a like button right now so you guys can see. I hit the like button. Uh, check it out. Go watch that video or for more in depth if you want. Uh, it wasn't 1.25 times faster. And then just hit the like button because since we watched their video, Legacy Gaming, uh, they don't need my help. But at the same time, I watch their stuff and I like the information they go down into into stuff so good work by those guys uh so yeah sarge what do you what do you think uh about this uh descent now it's it is early access it's not coming out anytime soon right there's a beta on the 20th i don't know if it's an open beta but you can sign up for the beta uh it's on pc to test it out uh so you probably won't be able to play it but uh yeah so i'm gonna try it if i can get in but man it looks like like bacon said sonic looks more interesting Look, everyone knew that once Warframe and Destiny were released and how popular they actually were, we knew it was just a matter of time before somebody else would try to copy what they did because they do really well. So this is just another company that's trying to put their, you know, their foot in the door and get their game out there that, that does what Warframe and Destiny do. Now... The first black flag for me, or red flag, black flag, whichever, whichever one you want to use, is the fact that it's free to play, which means we already know, right? You already know how they're trying to capture the the revenue. Now, 
if you are somebody who plays Warframe or Destiny a lot, I'm not sure if you're going to have a good enough draw of people that want to switch off to right. play this game. Right. Leave those to games this to come game. to this game to worry about all right. the, the, the woes to get them back up to where they were playing, right? Right. Now, you might get, you might get people who, who like Destiny and Warframe but are confused to death by them and want to try this because it's something new. That might be it, but time will tell. For me, the the and there's there's too much to say in one little one little blurb here. The way the games are created, it's all about time management. If you are vested in a game such as this, you don't have time to grind that. Right. And so maybe, just maybe. That's what they're counting on, and that's why you can buy those runes to skip ahead. You yeah, know, I, I think it's a, it's a it's a hard sell, even if free to play. Sure. If, you, if you've been playing Warframe free to play for all these years, you have time sunk into that game, right? If you've been playing Destiny all these years, you have cost and time suck into that. Okay, cost into, into Warframe as well, but it's free to play. This game has to be immaculate when it comes out to compete with those games. Not, well, it comes out stumbling, and then four years later, now it's going to be good type of thing, right? Like, I can't imagine a player that's enjoying themselves with Destiny or Warframe or any other looter as like, oh, yeah, I'm going to try this out and go, oh, this is better than where I was. Because say what you want about Destiny, but it's very flushed out. And the, and the growing pains that we had from Destiny 1 to Destiny 2, and they still have... And then what Warframe started off as and what it is now, I don't know. It's almost like getting in a relationship, right? You don't want to get into another relationship because I have to put all that time back in to invest into the time for that relationship. And this game right now is just flawed, just flawed all around. It doesn't have a, a cover system. You can't even duck, right? You, you, wide open. There's nothing to do in the lands. All the guns feel the same. Like, just, and they're like, well, the end looks, game feels good. But it looks good. pretty. Yeah, the end game looks, looks good. Pretty. I don't know, man. I actually was excited when I first saw this at the at the Video Game Awards show, I think it was, or whatever, E3 or the Summer of the Game Fest. We we're like, what is this? We we're like, oh, that looks good. Then we heard that ne Nexon was doing it. We're like, oh, they like to do the microtransaction thing. There's another game that I didn't even know it was by them. It's called uh, Arc Raiders, which looks like Starship Troopers. Oh, is it, is, it, is it still them? Is it still them? They bought the company Embark. I just learned about it today. Embarker was the company doing it. And Nexon bought them in 2019, and now oh, they're on them. The so, that. so that that game that is one. also by them. And I don't know if that's a free to play game or if that's a full fledged title, but I I just look at this and was go, that, was that the one where the giant mechanical beast falls from the atmosphere and yep. a bunch of guys have to run over and fight it? Yep, yep, yep. Oh man, that's too bad. Yeah, it's like Division meets that, like that Starship looks... Troopers meets like Destiny type yeah. of thing. Yeah, yep, yeah. That looked that looked kind of decent. Yep. Yeah. So I'm I'm a little I'm a little. Uh, a little sad by it. A little sad by it. So, it is what it is. Uh, I'll, like I said, I'll try. If I could try out the the beta, I'll try to give you my first impressions of it. But man, I I do not want to touch this. This game. When I looked at when I watched this earlier, I was like, this game needs. I, I said, it, I go, this game needs at least a year to to make it better. And I went, no, scratch that. It needs another three years to to make this game good to compete to compete with. But maybe they don't want to compete. Maybe they just want a small little section of the 20% make 80%. You know what I mean? 
They don't they don't have to get everybody. They just have to get 20% of the population to give them 80% of their money. So the dream is over. <laughs> so uh next week Gotham Knights still won't be out, so I won't be able to talk about it next week. So in two weeks I'll talk about Gotham Knights. Uh that is the end of episode 328 is in the can. We do appreciate you very much, very much for coming out and hanging out with us for Generation X Gaming, the weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories in the past week and we rant along the way. If you'd like to help us out, uh, you can go check out our other channel. Uh, we have another channel. It's called uh, 30NSG. Uh, you can go check that out. Let me see if I... Uh... On one sec. With a hail of bullets and a ray know, of supernatural ability. The timer thing was working. Not working. So go check out our new channel if you haven't. Uh, it's 30NSG. It will be called 30 and Still Gaming going forward. Uh, but that's a new channel. Uh, we need to get to 1,000 subscribers. And we need to get to 4,000 hours. Uh, we're on our way really good. We're getting good, good viewership over on that channel. It's mo mostly all Gotham Knights content right now. I'm working on other stuff in the background. We do appreciate you very much. If you'd like to support us in any way, shape, or form, right here on this channel is members uh, for as little as 99 cents. You can do super chats. You can do, uh, what's it, shout-out stickers, whatever they're called. Uh, super stickers, super super chats, whatever they're called. Um, so there's lots of stuff that you can do to help us. If not, just hit that like button. It helps us out. There's uh, 26 of you here. Get 26 likes or whatever it is in, in the channel. Appreciate it very much. Uh, we'll be back next Monday for our regular streams on the Daily Grind and whatnot for 30 plays in the evenings and also for Generation X Gaming on Thursday nights at 8. Thank you very much, and we'll see you guys on the next one. Take care. Game on, guys. They're two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming.